welcome to <clears throat> sorry episode this will be episode five of our uh minnesota football show dave's i know world cup collaboration um, I like minnesota have, football daves that came from uh from rob that's the best one it's the only one we got so he wins right yes minnesota, <laughs> minnesota football days uh all right well let's go with that um yeah. right on yeah that's that's eric silver how are you doing eric i'm doing all right man thank you uh we got mj uh how's it going mj great it, you know why it's great because i i just spent eating time eating a lot of food yeah i mean this is this is one of your high holy days right you know yeah. um I mean, and rodrigo will be joining us uh shortly um so you guys have a good thanksgiving all all things considered yeah pretty good how are yeah. how are you mr zell you asked about us you know good tired i've i made it to i um made it to all the games so far um with like the exception of one i got very like shortly after it ended but i was up early anyway so um i've watched a lot of soccer today i actually had to dip out a couple times because we did some we had some family stuff um so I had to like catch the first half of one game that Uruguay, South Korea, and we'll talk about a little bit. And then uh, the second, second half of the Portugal Ghana game. So I got the, the best parts of both games. Um, yeah. I missed the, the crappy parts. So it worked so, hold out up. Well, so you've but... been getting up at like three and four every day. Yep. Like three 30. God damn, man. That is, the last... that is dedication. Yeah. Well, today, actually, <laughs> you know, funny enough today I had to, uh, I, I didn't get all my work done before I logged off last night. So I had some stuff I needed to get done either. Like on, I needed to get done by Friday, like four. So I was like, well, I'm going to be up at four. I'll be at the bar anyways. I'll just bring my lap, my work computer. So I worked for two hours, two and a half hours. I got some work done. So it all worked out. So now I have all, all day tomorrow where I don't have to worry about looking at a computer all day. So my, my neck is sore. Impressive. Because I've been sitting at the end of the bar because um, I need to be close to a, a, a power source. And so my, I'm like looking like this, like listener, you can't see me. My legs cranks so like my neck right here is just all kind of yep several amounts of fuck so i'm gonna make sure i try to get there early tomorrow so i make sure i get a spot where i don't have to like crane my neck all for two hours at a time so cool let's all right jump in, shall we yeah we should well I, let's well first off we'll say you know these are um i ran into the, the dudes from podium wear actually at the u.s nice. game on on uh, uh monday and so they, they really like the stuff that we're doing so these are brought to you at podium wear um, these also are brought to you. These podcasts are also brought to you by Pence Homes. We'll talk a little bit about those guys um, towards in the middle and towards the end of the podcast, but just say, you know, big shout outs to Nate Pence and the dudes over at Podium Wear. Um, all right, let's yeah. jump in. Obrigado, James. Obrigado. Yeah. Uh, Sunday. So we're not going to, we're going to spend yeah. a couple minutes on most of the games. There's some games that were just really boring as shit. So we're not going to spend a ton of time. These are not the in depth um, you know, recaps of, of the matches. If you want that, there's, 15 other 25 <laughs> other world cup yeah. recap podcasts. So probably more um, these are just, like a hundred, but yes. yeah. Yeah. These are just, <laughs> these are just the quick hitters and, uh, and uh, some, with some social commentary, I feel like we'll have, uh, we'll have thrown in there yeah. knowing, knowing the dudes on this podcast. So I uh, kicked off with uh, Qatar and Ecuador on Sunday. I was a two, nothing uh, Ecuador victory, but first I want to talk about, did you, any of you guys watch the opening ceremonies? I saw bits and pieces of it. I think afterwards, it looked ridiculous. It was fucking weird, man. Yeah. Um, funnily enough, Morgan Freeman. I yes, like, I, I got there and they had started it, and we we're kind of like watching it. I was like, God, that that guy looks a lot like Morgan Freeman. Is that like the is that the Qatari Morgan Freeman? That's like really weird. Like, did they did they naturalize like a Qatari Morgan Freeman? It's like, nope, that's the actual Morgan Freeman. 
Sounds like something um, they do, actually. Right. Yeah, that's exactly what I was like. Oh, yeah, they, they got a guy who looked just like Morgan Freeman and, like, yeah. you know, near, like, use, like, AI to basically create a... Because he was definitely lip-syncing the words. Like, Morgan Freeman wasn't, like, wasn't speaking into that, mm-hmm. like, that mic that was definitely not hot at all. Um, so it was, it was so strange. And it, funny enough, I don't know if you guys listened to the the uh, Roger, Roger Bennett, uh, Tommy Vitor... Uh, yes. world corrupt podcast excellent episode Highly two it is it's very good apparently they 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 just did a six episode that's dropping sometime soon i think either oh, cool. tomorrow or saturday so um anyways the second episode talks about the bid and talks specifically about morgan freeman like mailing it in on his yeah. uh on his speech and like how basically like, he dropped his note cards so you got his he messed up his speech and then to see him like 12 years later um you know probably taking his you know cashing his uh his blood oil money check um yep. you know to uh <laughs> i can't even imagine how much money they paid uh morgan freeman to to do that but anyways yeah, I know. so, Who knows? Did, so the other thing i noticed too is that I, I i didn't realize what was going on with his hand because i saw the commentary about what's up with his left hand what's up with his left hand because it was in like a sleeve or whatever and apparently he had a uh uh it wasn't a stroke it was it was something nerve related though too he has some nerve damage and so he has to like keep that thing all wrapped up so so he's, he's kind of just got like a a lazy limp left hand weird anyway kind, of, kind of like a horror horror villain <laughs> yeah like, no kidding. come at you with the dead left hand <laughs> i mean was it was it after he after they cut the check for the uh for oh, the shit, or... here we go maybe it's some, this, karmic, this is... some karmic bullshit yeah, yeah. this is M- mj non territory <laughs> yeah right uh, hey, all right well one needs to get paid and, you know, sometimes there are George Soros and pizza parlors involved. That's all we're saying. <laughs> uh, so the, the game, Qatar, Ecuador, Ecuador, uh, Ecuador um, beating Qatar two to nothing, as I mentioned. Once a moon, um, Romario Barra gets the start. Yeah, Romario yeah. Barra gets the start. Lots of Minnesota United references from um, uh, Stu and, and uh, John Strong. Uh, this game was... Not great. Qatar looked no. very, very bad. Their goalkeeper looked very, very bad. Um, oh, yeah. They, they, they which is weird because, I mean, Qatar, this Qatar team has was has mostly been the team that won the 2019 Asia Cup. Um, it's almost all the exact same team from the Gold Cup last year where they went to the semifinals and lost to the U.S., I believe, one to nothing, actually. Um, and it looked, you know, a, a tough a tough out. They just got we manhandled were, by Ecuador. Yeah, we, we were fed all that propaganda, too. They've been doing all these things for so many years. They're a tight-knit group with the Spanish coach, and they got the youth academy and blah, 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 blah. And just, you know, to, to use your uh, terminology, they shit the bed. <laughs> they look <laughs> yes. bad. They look really bad. They they did. It started early, they, too. They, they made Ecuador look amazing. <laughs> and and they're not I mean, bad, yeah. but they're also yeah. not great. Yeah. <laughs> I was up on the North shore hanging out with Rich Harrison and uh, Melanie Burke and Nell's friend, Megan. And what was hilarious about it, it was just because it was Sunday and because Rich was cooking breakfast. So he was kind of out. And I think I was obsessed with trying to work on a jigsaw puzzle and Mel was doing whatever. And Megan just like, I'm the non-soccer person here. Why am I, why am I the only one watching the world cup? <laughs> That's funny. And, and you know, all of us got into the living room and were watching the game. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, all of us were pretty much anti-Qatar. So, 
you, your AFC, yours truly was, yeah. was yeah. you know, yeah. For well, I, <laughs> fuck, the, fuck the FIFA coefficient, just <laughs> fuck Qatar, you know. Right. Well, uh, Ecuador um, came out firing on all cylinders. That's it. I was going to put that in a, yeah, right away. Go ahead, take it. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, right away. Uh, there was a uh, Valencia um, goal that was chalked off by VAR. Um, but for VAR, it was, it, you know, <clears throat> would certainly be in contention before um, a, ga- a goal we'll talk about later, later, this, later tonight um, that happened today uh, for a goal of the tournament. Um, but it was, it, was, it was a really, the VAR took a long time, more, more time than we were anticipating. And then when they pr- provided the, the computer and ed- like the computer animation model, it was also strange and weird. Um, <laughs> ultimately, it was the correct call, um, but it was just the way they explained it. It, it just it made absolutely no sense. And, and yeah. it really looked like the fix was in for for Qatar. Right. Like, yeah, I just want to I just want to read uh, yeah, Zeller's noted here. How, how quick did that wire transfer <laughs> take place? Because we, yeah. we all assumed it was a goal. We, um, uh, we, were, I, we, were, taking, we were taking notes like at real, in real time. So that's what the we were, were working off of. So. It was fun. It was fun. Um, I, was, I just wanted to add too. So this is like the third minute right away. Like nothing. It almost just basically kicked off. The, the goal itself was great, but it was the setup, man. It was, it was that assist. I mean, it was a bike assist. It was just yeah. beautiful. So how that thing gone in man like you said we have a contender but call off right well ecuador got it back right away um in the 14th minute uh again talking about their their terrible goalkeeper um i think i believe it was valencia actually who get got in on goal uh so Drew draws the foul himself um keeper takes him down and a 1v1 um definitely a pk uh yes i believe the keeper got a yellow card as well and um, Valencia steps up and just you know nails it, makes it at one nothing to Ecuador. Again, at my notes, the, uh, the the Qatari goalkeeper may not be very good. Question mark. <laughs> question mark. Question mark. Uh, and again, there's a, a couple more opportunities in the 31st goal uh, minute. A goal again. Uh, Valencia. Who else? Um, uh, with a great uh, cross from um, Preciado. Preciado. Um, yeah, and, and Valencia, absolutely yeah. phenomenal head of hair. Valencia puts his head on it and uh, and scored, um, making it two nothing. We take it into halftime, and that's basically how the game ends: two nothing. The, the second half was not even worth um, any of our any of our time, other than yeah. Romario Barra. Um, to me, looks like a fifty five year old man somehow. I don't know. Maybe it's the 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 um, hairline, the the fact that he has refused to believe that he's a bald. Like, just embrace <laughs> it, man. You're you are bald, so. Yep. Um, anything else from from uh, Sunday that you want to mention? Otherwise, we can jump right into Monday. No, I think you got it all. Uh, Preciado, wow! I just as the follically challenged one here right now. Just phenomenal, phenomenal hair. <laughs> yes, Some of absolutely. the best of the tournament. <laughs> just great. All right, let's yeah. let's go to Monday. Let's let's dive in. Let's before we before we talk about the matches, we'll talk very very quickly. Um, Eric, you want to tell us a little bit about the uh, the one love armbands and and the. Um, jackassery that took took place around that yeah well there were rumors that basically it was kind of a battle between there were kind of like three different angles right it was the teams themselves well four the teams the players Qatar and FIFA and it seemed like three of those four the teams the players and FIFA had worked this out and Qatar was kind of the ones that were like dragging their feet and like we're not going to do this it's not it's not part of our legal system blah 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 and it it seemed like it was going to go at one point in favor of the teams and then fifa 
caved, which should be not a surprise to anyone that follows football and, and FIFA in general. And so FIFA then became the ones that kind of laid down this thing where they said, if you wear the armbands, you're going to get a yellow card, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. I mean, you have to think about what that means in the context of a tournament and having a player with a card that moves to the next game and potentially losing. But but then there was something else, too. And Dave, you can add on to this, too. But wasn't there like a sanction thing and they added in there as well that you would be sanctioned? I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, I believe the the the. Um that football administration, you know, associations thought it would be a fine that they were, and they were willing to pay the fine on behalf of their players. Right. Okay. Um, Cause it's a uniform violation, but then FIFA said, no, it's going to be a yellow card. Well, you know, if you're, if you're Harry Kane, that's probably not a big deal other than, yeah, you have a yellow card. So if you get another one, you're going to be out, out for the next game. However, for someone like Virgil van Dyke, who's a defender starting a game with a yellow card exactly. um, for, for not the Netherlands um, as, as a defender is, is way more, challenging and and not fair yeah. to to them so you know i it i'm of two minds on it um you know I, I understand the sporting reasons why they back down you know because they you know you don't want your best players on yellow cards and right. potentially missing either uh, you know getting you know lose like leaving the match early because they get to pick up another yellow card or picking up another yellow in a, in a future match um yep. which is why like when you know, dudes get yellow, like second yellow cards for taking off their shirt after they have a yellow card when they score a goal. It's like just the dumbest fucking shit in, in imaginable. Um, yeah. But then at the same time, it's like, you know, this is really someplace where I really wish um, these football associations had some balls and called FIFA out on their bullshit. Well, there there is one. I don't, I don't know if we want to talk about it now or we can wait, but there is one that it sounds like there's going to be some um, potential. Yeah, action. let's get to it in, when we get to it. Um, yeah, that's fine. The last thing I'll say about this is that... Um, I mean, it, you know, again, I, I see the side of not wanting to to like ham, like tie one hand behind your back for the the sporting <clears throat> on the sporting side. On the other side, I'm like, you know, it's it's kind of bullshit that you should you know call FIFA out for their bullshit, and that's partly because of I mean, we didn't we recorded our, our podcast early, so we recorded before the Budweiser uh, snafu. Um, that's right. Just took place. Warehouse so we didn't, full of beer. Yeah. So yeah, warehouses. Amazing. Yeah, just absolutely, you know, massive warehouses of beer that they can't sell uh hardly anywhere in the country. Uh, and who could have seen that one coming? Not yeah. anybody on this podcast, that's for sure. So this it's and then you know we could uh, we could talk a little bit about it now, but Grant Wall was detained for um half an hour for wearing a shirt that um was deemed too political. It, it soccer ball with a rainbow around it. Talk about yeah, with a rainbow around it. Um, there've been a lot. Just, there was there was the Danish uh, reporter. The Danish reporter was live when he was harassed, and he caught a whole bunch of stuff too. I mean, there's yeah. there's been so many. They've been hard to keep up with. But most recent. Oh, MJ's got one. Go ahead. Did, Eric, did you hear about the the Brazilian re- regional flag? Yeah, that's the one I was going to say. Yeah, oh. I, Pernambuco is one of my favorite states in Brazil. It's I love it. It's where my big musical influences come from. I love going there beautiful beautiful place there's a christian and cross and a rainbow over it rainbow flag on the hill it's a gorgeous flag and it, it's just it's just the state flag like the state of minnesota flag or whatever and they brought it out and they were harassed because the people on the grounds thought they were doing a lgbtq action uh with a with a gay pride flag and they're just like this is our state flag you fuckers and they they were still you know they were harassed so yeah. there have been a lot of these there have been 
too many to like mention right now, but I mean, I'm, tr- I'm trying to get them up on the IG. So if you go to our Instagram, you'll probably catch them on the Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Um, and let's then, talk more about this. Oh, go ahead, please. No, so yeah, the Edmund football show on Instagram. If you want to, if you want to catch that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Eric and you guys do a good job getting that stuff up there. Thanks. So. F-U-E-O-L for those of you. Yeah. Yes. In Espanol. Let's say hi to Rodrigo. What's up, buddy? Hey, Rodrigo. Buenas noches. Good. 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 Uh, all right. Just getting Let's, into uh, Iran yeah. and England. I was just going to say to get this thing started. I mean, there, there's almost like two separate things happening here. Like there's the game and there's all the geopolitics, right? Um, right. Shortly before this happened, the day before, we have uh, Haji Safi, the captain, uh, speaking at a press conference and, and showing his solidarity with Masamini and all the protests and all the women um, that have been out now for weeks at this point um a day before that uh there was a huge action and Khomeini as in like or Khomeini is the actual town where Khomeini as in Ayatollah Khomeini where he's from and so his his home is now a museum and they lit that shit on fire which is a pretty I mean you can't get much more of a direct message than that (laughs) yeah um and apparently there also been I read this in another report too Sorry, I don't have my sources here, but over 15,000 protesters have been arrested and many of them have been threatened with the death penalty. So that's what he was basically talking about. It was just like, this is, we're, we're with you. Um, we stand by you. And, there, and there's been a lot, we, we, we mentioned this on the previous podcast that not everybody on the team has been so uh, forthcoming in their solidarity with what's happening in Iran. It's kind of been divided, but it sounds like they might have had maybe some team meetings just be like, look, we're safe here. This, this is a place where we can actually like express ourselves and get it out there. Now, yeah. what worries me is how are their families? Cause now they're going to see this and who knows what's going to happen with the people that are still in Iran. Um, yeah. They also, let's go to the national anthems too, because there we both, we had some interesting <laughs> things on both sides. The yeah, I was, Iranian, I was just, go ahead. Yeah. I was just about to say, yeah, the, yeah, the Iranian team had one of the, probably the more powerful protests um, yep. by not singing their national anthem. Um, exactly. And yeah, to your point, Eric, it's, yeah, you, you worry about their families and if they're, you know, a lot most of these players on the Iranian team play in Iran. So, um, you know, they're going to have to go back theoretically back to that country and, and hopefully that nothing, you know, nothing happens to them. The, right. So that was the, the powerful, um, you know, moving thing. The, uh, the, the less powerful, more funny is uh, Mason Mount singing God save the queen instead of God save the king. Um, that stupid English national anthem that, you know, changes when the monarch changes. So yeah. Um, yeah, they. I they mean, kneeled, they they knelt though, right? They knelt. They did, and they did. They did kneel before before. Yeah, before the kickoff. Cool. So, um, which is yeah, very cool. Not every team is. Most teams yeah. haven't been doing that, and um, right. the English team did. So, um, so yeah, so definitely, you know, lots of stuff going on before the game, and this game, obviously, you know, the the scoreline six to two, obviously, flatters England a lot. Um, you know, for the first you know thirty minutes or so, it's actually a pretty you know pretty tight game. Um, let's, and then let's mention the 17th because open. they lose their starting yeah. keeper. <laughs> like that, I was going to say, that's, that, that's a big issue right away. Yeah, it's like you're losing yeah. your main guy back there. Iran, yeah, that he, is. yeah. Iran, he, the goalkeeper, he collides with his own player, right? Like yep, he, yep, he was, collided with an Iranian defender. Yes. Um, nasty, nasty. Clearly was, maybe a concussion. Yeah. yeah clearly was concussed and yeah. uh, definitely had a broken nose and what there was about, you know, like 15 minutes of stoppage time at the end of this first half of yep. this game. So yep. I know he, they went out there, took care of him. He 
you know, got got back up. They put the ball back in play, and it like literally almost collapsed, like less than oh, thirty he, seconds later. He was spinning, so, like you could see, you could see him kind of just yeah. like wobbling the whole time. It was like he's he's got to get out of there. <laughs> yeah. So That's, yeah. So they bring in keeper number two, and England are like, "Well, here we go. <laughs> Let's time go get him. Time, time, time to get to work." So Jude Bellingham, That's right. um, yeah, starts it off in the thirty-fifth minute with a uh, you know Shaw cross. Uh, then it was just, you know, then the, the floodgates were open. Saka scores, yes. Sterling scores. Again, we mentioned that 14 minutes of stoppage time. Um, so England's up three, nothing at halftime. And then I, I put uh, in, a, I took my, I took my dog out for a 10 minute walk and I missed both those goals. <laughs> I was like, yeah. what happened? <laughs> they were great goals. Um, but Kyle Saka got a brace. He scored in the 62nd minutes. Uh, however, there was some consolation for Iran. Um, uh, Taremi, um, who I mentioned in the preview podcast, scored both goals, um, a 65th minute goal, um, and then a uh, penalty in the 103rd minute. So, which has him tied yeah. for the golden boot with uh, Ender Valencia at the end of the day on Monday. And, and Bukayo Saka, I guess, actually, too, because obviously all, all three of those dudes on, on two goals. So, anything else there's, from... There's, there's, um, a, there's a guy named Richarlison, too, but we'll talk about him in a bit. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm saying after the first day. <laughs> yeah, after the first day. Because we're all, all, um, all tight. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the uh, the Tarimi, especially the the first goal, because they this wasn't the first time that the uh, Iranian press exposed that midfield and English defense, and on that one they actually capitalized and got a goal out of it. But it happened before, like yeah, that defensive line is shaky. Is what I'll say. If, yeah, if you're if you're you know the U.S. and Wales watching that game, you're gonna you're gonna like your chances of. of being able to run behind them. So, Correct. Uh, all right. So Senegal played the Netherlands in the um, 10 a.m. game. Uh, Netherlands, again, this game was very boring until it wasn't. Um, and Netherlands ended up winning 2-0. Um, our, you know, our sexiest uh, manager in the tournament, uh, Cissé, could not hold the Netherlands. Um, yeah, any anything specific um, you want to talk about in this game other than, you know, I like... Uh, Diata, who came as the Amani replacement for Senegal, he looked really good. I think, yeah, giving him a little more time. They played great, man. Yeah, they played. They played eighty minutes of decent football. I mean, you're you're right. It was a little boring, but like if they would have got out this with the draw, that would have been a, basically a W for Senegal. And it seemed yeah. like it was going to be up until the last ten minutes. Um, and that's kind of just what happens with the team with the Netherlands. They can just grind you out, and that's that's basically what happened. The the Gakpo goal was pretty spectacular because he does like a. I mean, it, it, I didn't see it clearly in, in live action, but in slow-mo, he's fully turned around backwards header, like looking the opposite direction. Yeah. Pretty slick. Pretty it slick was. header. <laughs> yep. It was uh, it was a very, very good header. Yep. Yep. And then you got um, the other one and like, oh, it was just kind of a, it was a garbage goal rebound in the 98th, right? So there it is. Yeah. Two now. Again, this is another, so this is, you know, we, one of the big stories of, as well of the tournament so far is like all the stoppage time that uh, the teams yeah. are playing this game had, I believe like nine minutes in one half and then 10 minutes in, in the, and then some change in the second half yep. of the, of the match. So correct. Um, cool. And then the, the last game of, of Monday, the first day of, of more matches um, USA versus Wales one, uh, one draw ends up for the U S and for the Welsh. Um, you know, I'm sure everybody's listened to at least one or two USA recap podcasts, but or so I'm not going to. Yeah. Uh, US <laughs> played really well, really well in the first half. Um, you know, it did. I don't know if you looked at like the, the field tilt map, it was all US in that first half. And then, you know, they got a goal. Um, Tim Wea scored, at, at, you know, 
again, I think a uh, potential goal of the tournament um, with a very, very good pass from Kristen Pulisic. Um, Outside of the boot one time. Yeah. Pretty slow. I, I saw a lot of Christian Pulisic hate after this match on Twitter. And I'm just saying that that one touch through ball pass is beautiful. Had like perfect weight, perfect placement. It was beautiful. On it. Well, not it was players that can do that. No, no. On the, on the U.S. Tail, tail of two halves. Like he was really good in the first half and kind of disappeared in the second half. You you can hate uh, how Greg has lined him up. Maybe he'd be in a different position. He should be on the right side. It shouldn't be over here. She'd be playing centrally. Whatever. You, all you can say all that, but like, yeah, Christian Pulisic, he's the real deal. Um, I, I put in here, I don't know if you guys, what, what did Sergio Des do to his hair, man? He looks like a, I put in here like eight, 80 year old grandma. Like he was going for maybe like, I want to say silver question mark, but it turned out I, like gray. It's kind of a, <laughs> made, a like, a, like a Cisco. Like, it was like trying to pull a Cisco type thing. I it don't know. Did not work. Um, no. Twin Cities based I'll, musician Cisco. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll just say about Pulisic um, and then Rodrigo, if you want to jump in after is, I, I think I get I get it on both sides, right? I get the people who like were complaining about Pulisic because the dude had I think like thirteen crosses. I think he had one that actually was successful. So you know he was crossing the ball. It was sort of reckless abandon. I mean, you know, by the end of the game, like he wasn't taking um, corners anymore because his corners were all like basically like shooting into the first defender every single fucking time. Um, so in that respect, I could see it, but then you have moments of brilliance. Like he did with that, you know, with that particular pass, he saw that run by Wea. Wea was, you know, good enough to, to keep it, you know, keep, keep himself on side, knew that Pulisic could put that ball there. Right. And if Pulisic doesn't, I mean, nine times out of 10, he's not putting it there, but the one time he is like everything went right and went well. So, um, you know, you can get away with some, you know, shitty crossing and stuff. If you have like, you know, again, those one or two moments of brilliance, you're able to capitalize on them. So um, I get it on both sides um, the, of the Pulisic debate of whether he was actually had a good game or a bad game. So um, I don't want to say one way or the other, um, but then, yeah, to your point, um, Wales makes a tactical change. Uh, they bring in uh Kiefer Moore and then they start trying to lob balls to him. And that completely changes the tide and Greg, uh, Berhalter doesn't make changes quick enough, and ultimately, um, Wales gets a penalty on a very poor uh tackle by Walker Zimmerman terrible. in the box. Terrible, um, like right and, in front of the ref. Hi, ref, check this out. I'm gonna do this right here, right in front <laughs> tries of you. Go, tries to go through bail. Um, the bail obviously, you know, hits the ball with so much force on his penalties. I mean, um, Turner, to his credit, got a got a part of his hand on the ball, but. Bale just hit the fucking shit out of the ball. Yeah, and there was, was no chance was... he was going to stop it. So, poder, um, poder do man, but I put in here. <laughs> yeah, with Jess not being with us, I just want to say that she would have loads to say about Walker Zimmerman's top knot versus Gareth Bale's top knot. There was there were multiple man buns in this match. For yeah, sure. and so and I think she would prefer the Zimmerman one because if I remember right, when LA came to town, she was not a fan of of Gareth Bale. Um, <laughs> No, but uh, uh, even though Zimmerman might might have the more aesthetically pleasing uh, man bun, we're just uh, was not his day. You're his really day. you're really channeling her, uh, MJ. You're doing a good job. <laughs> yeah, I just want to say that, like uh, you know, Zimmerman, you know, encroached on Bale back to the net. You know what foot he wants to hit it with. You know, just don't let him spin that way. But yeah. <laughs> 
And he just they had to try to like go between his legs, you know. Bales Bales man bun walked so Zimmerman's could run basically. That's <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it was it was hard, man. It was it, I I, w- I wish this U.S. team would would know how to just keep that acceleration down and keep that gas pedal down and pressure and keep flooring it and score another one and score another one. It just seems like they always ease off the gas and shift back into like two or even one where it's nice and comfortable and then stuff like this happens. Yeah. So, yeah. When was, they did, when they did score, I mean, they had, they had plenty of opportunities. I think, um, you know, I was watching, listening to a couple other podcasts and they're like, well, you know, rewatching the game, the, the first, the initial takes right on Tuesday morning were like, first half was great. Second half was shit. You know, U S you know, Probably should have probably deserved three points, but you know, one point each based on the, the two halves probably makes sense. And then people watching a couple more, you know, watching rewatching it a couple of days later, like actually, second half wasn't as bad as we originally thought, which probably makes it worse that they dropped points because the US had it's not like the US didn't have any opportunities in the second half. I mean, they obviously had the, the bulk of their chances in the first half. Um, and you know, they didn't create, I mean, they only had one shot on goal, like the 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 goal from Wea was the only shot on goal, but they have, they were creating opportunities, which is, you know, good for, you know, as a team. However, you know, you only have three games in the world cup to get your shit done. So it's exactly, you know, it, exactly playing well without, you know, actually finishing is, is good in, in theory, in like in theory, but you know, you actually need to finish that shit too. So, um, Rodrigo, is there, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I thought that overall this game was, was, was mostly, a tale of really two halves in a sense, right? As a lot of these games have been, right? There've been uh, changes by by coaches that they've done. And we can talk about what the best ones are for that because I have a couple uh, that qualify. But overall, I just, I think the energy in the second le- second half really is what started bogging down the, the transition. I think if you look at all the um, first, first matches that we've seen all these matches this week is the team that is willing to press and willing to pass the ball uh, and make those, those passes in the middle and not use the wings so much as the team gets becoming more successful, but to bring the energy and to be able to press and not give so much space, then really creates opportunities for people to make mistakes. And I think that's one of the things that, um, that was lacking in the second half of this game. Uh, you can also, you know, I'm sure, as as Burhalter fans are, are are stating and every facet of social media, the the substitution game was interesting, um, in a sense of trying to keep that tempo or at least bring that tempo back. And I think that was more of a tactical thing. It was like, okay, well, if we're going to at this point look like we're gonna tie this game and keep it tight, a tie is a point's a point, you know. And I think in in a FIFA tournament where um where points one point can can be the difference between first 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 place and second place and then you go to goal differentials it's you you gamble against um uh what should be a weaker opponent and 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 just score as many goals as you can and i think that's what 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 this is the number one and number two will be in this group is who can really who can really score that many goals against Iran, whether it be Wales or whether it be the United States. And I actually think the United States is, is built in much better position to do that if they function in that, you know, pressing style uh, and switching players to be able to continue that throughout the whole way. Either you you go all in or, or you don't, right? There's, the, you know, like, like Yoda says, do or do not. 
there is no try. <laughs> it's it's never easy with this U.S. men's national team. I mean, th- this would have been, in theory, the the comfortable one, and then you wouldn't have to worry about England. Like now, now England is actually like a thing. <laughs> it, it kind of matters. <laughs> yeah, and matters in the in terms of goal differential, not just win draw loss. Correct. Um, because you want to keep it closer than Wales keeps it against yep. England. Yep, all the probabilities. It's that uh, Galifianakis flying around thing that Jeff. Anyway, yeah. Um, I think I think it's cool. time for a break. <laughs> yeah, well, let's <laughs> let's uh, see that so one up as, for as you. I, as I mentioned, um, this uh, we're sponsored by Podium Wear, these World Cup podcasts, and so um, you know we uh, Podium Wear makes you know really great, custom, unique, one of a kind jerseys um, that stand out from the crowd. Again, made right here in Minnesota, in St. Paul. Um, you can go tour the factory and, and see all the, how everything gets done. Um, but it's, you know, it's people who care about, you know, your team, your club, they've been around in the sort of Alpine skiing, um, bike community for a long time and really branching out to soccer now. So if you are interested, um, you know, they make custom designs, you, they work with you to get it, you know, the, the right design. And it's great because they're sustainable in the way that, you know, they can easily, you know, create a design for you that you can easily swap out sponsors. So, you know, if you're, if you're trying to, if you're a local club, youth club, um, uh, co-ed rec team that has, you know, a different sponsor every year, you can get, you know, keep everybody in the same, the same looking shirt. So um, they make custom easy, they make it fun and they make it right here in, in Minnesota, in St. Paul. So if you're interested, reach out to Brian um, at 651-895-4559. Uh, or you can email him, brian at podiumwear.com, um, which leads me to the fire shirt, I think, of, of match day one. And, Rodrigo, you and I watched this game together uh, at the Blackheart at 4 a.m. Argentina won, Saudi Arabia 2. That Saudi Arabian uh, green shirt, I know we talked, I think we talked about it on the podcast. We previewed them. Man, it was, it was even better watching it on, on, yeah you know, sweaty, sweaty dudes live. Um, it looked really good. So it, it really sticks to their body really well. So <laughs> uh, absolutely the, did. The, I love the, the golden Falcon crest, you know, it has the golden Falcon crests in the corner. And then again, like Zuba's barfed up something beautiful. It just really. <laughs> so again, yeah, if you want something, you know, <laughs> beautiful barfed up um that's not maybe the best way to, to describe podium wear but check out podium wear i also buy it at podiumwear.com mention the <laughs> mention the, the the minnesota football names all their kicks are fire ringing endorsement yes. <laughs> well, best barf act- at podium wear <laughs> yeah let's talk about this actual game though because this was uh uh easily you know i, I mean there's there's some really great tur- games in this first round i mean there's some duds obviously we'll talk about those here very very soon um but this was a, a hell of a game. As I mentioned, Rodrigo and I were at the at the Blackheart at 4 a.m. watching the game. Uh, G came along as well, so it was fun to hang out and, and listen to listen to G's commentary on the match. Um, as I'm sitting there, kind of trying to work and just listen to her and like just try not to crack up because is, it's like isn't it to fun just having her? Like, it is. It's like listening to right, That's why. That's why I told you to come over because she's like, yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate. Very it. shy, but when she's watching soccer. Like her IQ just comes out. She's like, what? You know, it's just you hand her a beer, you know, 10 years from now, she's going to be great at that bar. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Um, Yeah, no, I I remember uh, we're Halloween party over at uh, Elisa's when watching the um, the women's NWSL final. 
and she was kind of losing her shit during that as well. So uh, it was fun to watch. Uh, this game was a hell of a game. Uh, Argentina scores the opening goal in the 10th minute, um, a VAR penalty, a VAR needed for a penalty in the box. Um, it was weird because the, the penalty was a bear hug, um, which was similar rugby to tackle. what happened. A rugby, rugby tackle, tackle, yeah. I don't even box. consider that a tackle, really. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it wasn't, it was a, it was definitely a foul, but there had been another foul or non call of a foul in the, in the uh, uh, yeah. England game, England Iran game earlier um, the previous day, obviously with Harry Maguire. So it was, it was just interesting. Um, but Messi steps up, uh, takes the penalty and scores, giving Argentina a lead. And it looked like they were going to run riot. Um, and in fact, they kind of did. They scored a couple more goals. However, they were called offside. Um, one, a very, the, uh, was it the first uh, Martinez goal uh, offside goal was very dodgy when they finally showed the, the picture they showed about like maybe three inches of his, of his uh, arm. shoulder yeah, it was like, it was like, yeah, we're, we're offside. And, and, you know, basically like everything else on his arm that was offside was, you know, you can't use to score a goal and anyway. So it was th- that very... might be a good, a good segue to talk about how like this ball, this Adidas ball that has a chip in it literally sure. takes like 500 points of data every time it's touched or kicked or thrown yeah so that's how you get that accuracy that's how you get like what part of the body is actually being offsized which is crazy but at the same time i'm you know it it you know you have some of the 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 older ogs the watch soccer that really don't like that rule and they're the new people that's like we'll call it fair it's fair fair but overall like yeah like uh saudi arabia went out with an idea which was to counter uh and just really play that offside trap bat and i think that was that was the bait that argentina took they were like oh look we keep being successful trying to beat this the the trap we'll just one of these days we'll get it and then um and then it and then then they could and then in one of those the counter comes and then it's a whole different game uh, they were playing a ridiculously high line i think the stat i saw was wales the wales line was super high and the Saudi Arabia line on average was six yards higher than, I mean, they were basically playing at the halfway line, more or less. Um, it was, it was pretty ridiculous. And yeah, Rodrigo, to your point, like Argentina had, they did their, the goal creation, the chance that they had that led to the penalty was by them to your point from earlier, playing through the middle, playing passes, you know, trying to um, do that, that sort of work. Everything else was them trying to, yeah, trying to get be cute and beat that offside, that offside trap. And um, I believe they were caught offside seven times in the first half. Um, Got eight which times was, total in the game, yeah. So that, yeah, yeah, I think it was even more. I think it was like up to ten. I can't. It was it was some insane number. I, I, I am so glad we didn't do shots for offside calls because <laughs> we would have been. We would have been, I would have been drunk and I would have had would, to ask G and be like, G, you got to drive us home. And she's like, I don't got a permit. I was like, I don't care. It's just a straight line. That's all you got to yeah, drive. Yeah. So it was, it was pretty, it was pretty bonkers. Um, but yeah, to your point, the, the high line played off. They got into halftime zero, zero. And, you know, I think Saudi Arabia was like, fuck it. We could, we could steal this one. And they came out, you know, they came out attacking in the second half. Um, they scored four minutes after the um, restart with uh, some terrible, terrible defending um, by Argentina, which allowed Al Sherry uh, Sherry to get a you know a low shot off, and then four minutes later, um, again more sloppy defending by Argentina um, leads to a turnover. Um, a shot by the Saudi Arabia is deflected, and then um, Aldosari takes it down, turns like I think turns almost two times and creates space and shoots um, to the top right corner, beating oh, Martinez. Goal. It was a 
gorgeous goal. goal. Um, yeah, goal. one of the, one of the potential goals of the tournament. And so far, at, this, at least for at so least far. for this first group, yeah, first yeah. group of games, yes. Yeah, we'll talk about we'll talk about our our, our favorite goals from the from the match days here um, at the end of the podcast. But at this point, um, Saudi Arabia had three shots, two of them on target, and an xG of 0.1. Um, Saudi Arabia ended this game with an xG of 0.14, so they didn't add much to their uh, to their xG. Um, but again, once Saudi Arabia had a lead, it was just like. You know, it's like one of those, you know, I don't know how many fights you guys have been in, but, you know, you're you're kind of you're not really thinking about it. And all of a sudden you get kind of sucker punch and you just get like days. You're like, what the fuck just happened to me? That's how Argentina looked um, after that second Saudi Arabia goal. They just couldn't figure out what the hell was going on at that point. I mean, absolutely crazy. (laughs) I I, yeah, this this is one of the ones where Parler was just, you know, talking about all the fans driving across the border, you know, and how the fans driving across the border were really also carrying trunk loads of Saudi oil money for the referees of this match. <laughs> Everything offside except our Mon- money. Our money is Mon- our money's crossing the border. Money's money for Mate. Mate for money. Um, I, I did not watch this live. I thought, you know, I generally d- did not actually didn't get up for any of the early matches. Um, I was happy to get just highlights and I just assumed this was going to be whatever, probably what, you know, the majority of the world. So yeah, missed out. good on YouTube. I did, uh, woke up shocked. I had to figure out what, what just happened. History um, making. <laughs> yep. You wrote in here, biggest world cup upset. I think certainly in an opening round, it would, it would be up there. Yeah. For sure. yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I, I, you know, Argentina has a tendency to sort of do this. They did this back in the 1990s. Um, and their group B, where they lost one nothing to Cameroon, um, and um, uh, and Cameroon actually had a red card. So like it's 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 you know like it's it, it happens and it, it does that. But at the same time, like if you look at the statistics in a sense or just the history, like the last time this happened to Argentina, they made it to the final only to lose to at that case was West Germany one nothing. Yeah. That so. Was- the, so that's the thing. It's like can Argentina can Argentina you know get out of the group? Yeah, they can get out of the group. They just have to be able to handle the rest of it. And I think, um, and I think they they learned the lesson. I think one of the biggest lessons you can you can you can learn as a as a player uh, and a coach might tell you many many times over and over, but you don't realize it until it happens. Is you never underestimate your opponent. Never, no matter what your record is, no matter how many times you've beaten them. Throughout the throughout the head-to-head contest, it doesn't matter. Each game is its own, and you have to be able to to do that. And I think that was the thing. I think one of the things that became really frustrating for Argentina is Messi had to play up real high or real low. I'm sorry, and he he had to come get the ball real deep, and that just wasn't enough space for him to be able to to create enough. Um, sure, they had chances. He had that header, um, but overall, like. Am I scared of Argentina? I was like, no, no, I'm not scared for them so much. I think they can pull out the next couple of games. But uh, I, I do think that if they face a team that does that again, they will struggle in a sense because they have the tendency to always go for the glory, which is let's beat the offside trap. Let's beat the defensive block when they're best. They're best playing that connecting pass in the middle and just those giving goes and quick one touch passes to be able to shift the lines and create space for their forwards to go in there and just score. Yep. The psychological weight 
that this team is carrying is a million tons. And that's kind of what's the issue here right here. Like if, if, if they can get it together for this Mexico match, which again, maybe if this would have went the way most people thought it would, wouldn't even be a big deal. And now it is a huge deal with a lot riding on it. Um, if they can shake that monkey, great. But if they can't, I mean, Mexico looked like crap too. We'll talk about that in a second, but they, yeah, they could make it a hard, a hard day for them. I, I just want to make sure like, like what, what Rodrigo was, Rodrigo was saying about uh, the opponent. I mean, let's give full credit to Saudi Arabia. I mean, <clears throat> they came and they conquered, they looked great. They looked, they, they did what they had mm. to do. And then once I finally had a, had my bearings to see what, 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 what the fuck had just happened in this chaos. Um, I immediately went to La Nación and Clarín, two of the biggest, uh, journals, papers in, in Argentina and Buenos Aires, and the articles were amazing. And 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 the the breadth and span are from like like legitimate journalism to MJN on like on the same page, <laughs> <laughs> like all the conspiracy theories all in one place. Phenomenal. So yeah. I I it, they're probably still up there. So if you do speak Spanish, or have some like <laughs> mediocre Spanish, go to either one of them and just enjoy the roller coaster. Was there like some um, fire the manager, make it messy, the player, player coach type, type shit or <laughs> they're, they're talking about, yeah, I didn't see that one, but they were talking about like the bribes, like you were talking about, they were talking. Yeah. Um, so Saudi money coming over the border with the fans for the referees. I'm telling you. There, there was a whole thing about, well, th- th- this, this is what they needed to do. So they get Brazil in the final, which was then followed up by, they're not even oh, going to get out of the group. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah, no. I think overall, great. like this was game was, was nuts, but um, I want to hear what MJS is. I want to just piggyback on something Rodrigo said about Messi having to come back too deep just to be able to get a touch on the ball. And I just want to ask you, Dave's listeners, Minnesota football listeners, where else have we seen an Argentina playmaker have to come too deep and get the ball and then not get the ball anywhere in the attacking third where we – want him to i mean just hey. just think about that for a moment hey see what you're doing <laughs> all right well let's That's talk about that game yeah yeah uh, a couple of these of those boring zero zero draws uh denmark tunisia again yeah zero zero um i didn't watch this, much of this game i had to i had to actually bring my kids to uh i was law, i so. was multitasking so i wasn't like super paying attention but i was checking every once in a while i mean th- this is one of those where it goes to tunisia i mean they they held them. I expected Denmark to do way better than they did. Tunisia is fast. They have a very, very quick counterattack. They're going to be a handful for the other teams in this group, uh, for France and Australia. Yep. Um, Denmark, just they were just kind of slow, and it took them a while to kind of get wound up. And by the time they finally realized there was a soccer game going on, it was like in the 75th minute. <laughs> um, they did get a – there was a 93 – VAR hand in the box that would have been uh, a Denmark PK, but it was eventually overturned. So there's your nil-nil draw. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I, I still think Denmark are good. They they just, you know, similar kind to the U.S., they, they, they got to hit the gas and just go a little bit stronger and faster. Erickson was yeah. playing well, but he, need, he needed support. Yeah, for sure. Um, if you, yeah, this was, remember, um, Eric, Erickson was the one who, basically died on a soccer pitch uh, about 18 months ago um, right. in the, uh, in the euros. So um, just amazing to see in the Denmark made a really kind of miraculous run to the semifinals of that tournament. 
Um, totally. And I think they're trying to get every, you know, get everything back together. So the other yep. um, zero, zero draw of the, of the day, um, Mexico, uh, Poland, um, again, um, this game sucks. This yeah, this game, game was, was not good. Uh, there was a say, uh, uh, penalty, um, that, uh, Lewandowski took that was saved by, um, fucking Ochoa. That dude just makes saves, um, massive saves in world cups. Um, but man, this was a, neither of these teams really shot very well. Um, right. Any, any other thoughts, uh, I'll defer to Eric and Rodrigo on, on these guys here. That was it. I mean, that was the highlight was the, was the, uh, the PK save. I mean, that was, that's all I can really remember. It was a boring I mean, game. When we were previewing groups and teams, we, I talked about how Paul, Poland just really has Lewy up there and just have to find someone who can connect them with the balls. And if that's what they're going to do, then they should be okay. That wasn't what they couldn't do. Like their defense was anywhere. I think, um, the Mexican team had their chances, but I think with Alexis um, and all those players, they need to be played in different positions to be able to exploit their 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 skills. Like some of them are really fast and skilled, and I think this is one of those things that need to need to happen. And I think, um, you know, I think there's a lot of you know figuring out these first couple of games how teams are going to play them and how to get a get a, get in in transition with each other or in, in, you know, be able to play with each other even better. And I think that's what it is. I think these, these next games, everyone knows who's playing these games. They, it's, it's, it's no joke now. I mean, especially those, those who actually have points know that the people that don't have points are going to want to get points. And so they will throw everything out. So I think one of the first things that we can say about this first group stage of games is that a lot of teams came out conservative in a sense, trying to get that one point when they could, and when they did, they understand that that won't be their strategy that they take in the second round of, of, of games because that won't cut it because everyone else knows that now you need to start making some sort of uh, three points or, or or high or or you know close to to that as you can get because if you want to get out of this group, you know, um, four points even five points might do it right. Yeah, right. that's that's what I was gonna add. It's just on the on the again on the psychological side. That's just the way I'm going. Sounds like uh both these teams knew that the front runners shit the bed once again it's a lot it's a lot of shitting the bed for you zeller so it's like you gotta you gotta be able to take advantage of that either one of them and i I felt especially bad for mexico like i mean here's an opportunity to go top of the table with argentina yeah i mean yeah go ahead no i was just gonna say that you know mexico had the the momentum after that PK and that we, we've seen how much a PK save can, can really motivate their team. And overall, like, I think uh, that wasn't such the chance. And I remember my kids texting me, um, G was able to figure out a way to watch the games at school <laughs> on her that, iPad. That, that bang up Como, Como Park uh, uh, faculty <laughs> over there. Well, the funny thing is like a lot of people were like watching the games, like the faculty and the teachers are watching games. So he's like, I get to watch like literally soccer the whole day. And so was Santi. Santi's like, dad, did you watch that game? When he came home, did you watch it? I was like, how did you watch it? I was like, oh, they had it on. We can watch it on our iPads and stuff like that. Nice. I was like, all right, whatever. I was nice. like, okay. Awesome. Well, yeah. I was... Honestly, I was kind of hoping that Poland would win at the at the death, just because I want the knife fight that is Mexico Argentina to be even more knifey 
because those yeah, two teams, it's gonna be it's huge Mexicans now. the Mex I mean correct me if I'm wrong Rodrigo but Mexico proper hates fucking Argentina like they do not like Argentina maybe even more so than the U.S. like if they want to beat a team if they had to pick I think I don't know maybe I'm wrong but it seems like from the people that I've talked to um it's like if they have to choose between beating the U.S. or beating Argentina they're gonna pick beating Argentina like 10 times out of 10 and twice on Sundays right well, yeah, who does not who does not want to beat Argentina? That's the question. Yeah. I mean, like you know, yeah, I think it's no. it's always it's always been one of those things, but I think this game really becomes uh, the mentality of the importance of this game is is a whole different level, right? Argentina has to prove that they have to that that they have to get some points and not just one point, but three points. And so they're going to come out full force as they should be and we'll have to see what 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 um what Tata is willing to do with this this squad and, and and see what they're willing to to see what their idea will be or their, their strategy because it's going to be tough and if I think if Mexico either goes out with another tie that that leaves it with you know who can who can who can pound um, Saudi Arabia the most for goal differentials and see who can make it out of that group yeah if they can this is Saudi yeah. Arabia on top of the group at this point my guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Let's go uh, to right. uh, yeah, the, the final, other one, final game. France and Australia. Yeah, this is a this is fun for Australia for about ten minutes. Yes, um, <laughs> and then France decided to uh, uh, show up and play soccer. So Australia got an early goal, um, an eight minutes. I was listening um, to this in the car. I was like, "What just happened?" Yeah, it was a it was an amazing cross. I can't remember who the, the player who scored, but he just absolutely just roofed it, and it was name? just a fan. His name in here. A fantastic goal. Um, I'll throw out uh, St. Pauli. Um, let's see, St. Pauli player uh, Jackson, Jackson Irvine with, with a with a really amazing mustache, um, topped probably only by Allison Becker's mustache from oh Brazil uh, later Just today, which ridiculous. Well, earlier today, which we'll talk about. But uh, any Goodwin, Goodwin is the Aussie. Goodwin, yeah. Okay, so yeah, so it was really good, and then yeah, then again, I said um, France just put the put the. the, the the car into beyond second gear and just put, uh, put, the, put the Giroux in the France. Giroux. <laughs> yeah, that dude just that dude loves scoring for France, doesn't he? He does. He absolutely. He was a last France. minute addition too. Like yeah. this was he was the Benzema sub right after Benzema yep. went. Yeah, I believe. But let's so, yeah. remember Amazing. that Olivier Giroud did not score a goal in a 2018 World Cup. He was due for something, and that's what he was able to do. And I think that was uh, that that was great to be able to see, but. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, like I'm glad Australia lost, not only for Peruvian reasons, right? But <laughs> Forgot at the about same that, yeah. time, like, we lost to them in freaking PKs, and Peru underestimated Australia as much as they could. And, like, we knew that was a beatable team. And I think France figured figured that out and uh, um, with, their, with their set pieces and just overall moving the ball around so well. And I think that's the thing is, like, if a team is going to defend – and bunker in and play that assets. You you can't do that against teams that have really good possession and players and really really creative people because they're just going to tear you apart. And um, I think from now on, you know, you got to press them. You got to be able to press them, and you got to make sure that you're there. And if that means you're going to get a little bit exposed, and so be it. But that counter on that counter is going to be where 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 you bank your money at. And I think Australia. That's what happened with Australia with that first goal. It was a counter and then a cross, and then Goodwin was able to be at the perfect spot um, to be able to just tap that ball in. So that was that that was great to see. But yeah, I mean, if you look at it, you know, France had twenty three shots, right? 
Australia had four, you know, yeah. so like, you know, one shot on target, you know, France had, you know, seven. I mean, it was just, it was literally like the Giants finally were able to just, you know, the favorites were also being able to just deliver, right? And which we hadn't seen so far. Yeah, I think they certainly, they certainly must have watched that uh, Argentina match in the, from the earlier in the day and been like, yeah, we can't, <laughs> we can't let that happen to us. So, right, exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, so France tops that group at the, you know, at the end of the first day. Um, let's move to Wednesday. Uh, and we don't have to spend much time talking about this, but Morocco zero, Croatia zero. This game was at nope. four o'clock in the morning. So everybody who missed the Argentina game were like, oh, shit, I got to get it for those 4 a.m. games. Got it for this one and then got this uh, snooze, snooze fest of a, of a match. Um, it, I, I would, I would say a, good. I, I only saw a few minutes. So if anybody has any thoughts on it, by all means. I just from highlights, again, didn't get up for any of these early ones, but it, it very much... A, a, a tie that feels like a win for Morocco to be able to hold them like that. And it just didn't seem like Croatia could get things together. So what we're, what we're seeing here is very much the, uh, the Asian Confederation uh, flexing. Uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that in a second, but at, at, at the moment, at, at this point in history now, it's these MENA teams, the uh, Middle East and uh, North Africa that are, they're not exactly getting wins, but they're holding and getting points and getting ties. Uh, yeah. to be continued because it's going to get better. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I think I mentioned this on our last preview pod that do not underestimate any African or Asian nation that plays in a desert. And I would just add to that that also maybe is a predominantly Muslim country. And even though Qatar's Sharia law is maybe more oppressive and stupid, that the whole culture or ideas of being in a Muslim culture, that that's not something that's going to throw them off. You know, hmm. whether that's, you know, hearing certain calls to prayer or whatever, like that's kind of just normal. So like, don't underestimate those, those countries um, hmm. because we've seen countries that do and, and they fuck up. Sure do. Uh, yes. So um, what's a good segue actually. <laughs> it is really, yeah. Uh, to the, the next game, Germany one, Japan two. Um, this was a, you know, they, they watched that Saudi Arabia, Argentina match and said, hold, hold my beer. Um, yes. let's go. And, uh, so just sort of more protests, um, the German, uh, they took their team picture, every German player covered their mouth, um, to protest the, the censorship of the, of the one love armbands and, and human rights and, and everything. Um, and newer. And we did, we did, Newer war his and yeah. as opposed to the whole band that we were just talking about. And right. I don't know if there was an actual, I don't think he got a yellow, but I think he was reprimanded and that led the, the German association to be like, we'll see you in court. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. That's talk. Yeah. Talk about your, the court thing. And then obviously the other thing we forgot to mention with Denmark is Denmark um, has, has floated the idea of maybe leaving FIFA. Um, so we're going to talk to some of the other UEFA nations. This is something I saw, I think it was, maybe it was today. Um, so anyways, yeah, lots of stuff happening, but Shouts Germany, the, uh, we haven't done, yeah, we did do Denmark. I was going to say really yeah, quick Denmark aside yeah. was the, uh, the former prime minister in full rainbow. Uh, I don't know if you saw her rainbow outfit, just, just yeah. casually watching a match in a rainbow outfit. Amazing. Yeah. Um, to, and also related there is the, the German, one of the, I don't know if she's the, one of the German politicians. I don't know if you guys saw this. She plopped right next to, uh, she sat right next to Infantino and she was wearing the armband too. <laughs> Great shot, great picture. All right, let's yeah, talk again. Yeah, I'll, I'll say go back to that. Um, who is the 
the British sideline announcer, um, was it Alex oh, yeah. Scott? She wore yeah. the armband, um, you know, during NBC, the pregame, right? the pregame stuff. You could see it, and then it there's such a great contrast to um, Jenny Taft, who for Fox Nine is just out there um, slurping up all the Qatari bullshit, and you know, you actually have some journalist actually taking a stand. So, anyways. We don't need to dive back into that, but yeah, just more, more stuff. Um, anyways, this, so this game, this was a hell of a match. Uh, Germany took a one, nothing lead. Um, but yeah, then, then Japan comes roaring back. Who, who wants to talk a little J- bit about the Japan ride? were, I just put in like my, my first note is they were, they were up for it from the beginning. Like they were in this match. From the start. I, I, I think again, we come to another realization of just like the Argentina match that when you look past your opponent, you you leave yourself open to do that, but that's that doesn't mean that Japan isn't a great team. I think Japan is Japan is one of my favorite teams and one of the ones that I picked for upsets. Um, you, you've they, been very consistent. It's true. You you've been talking Japan for a long time, Rodrigo. And I'm like, and I'm like, you know, because I we have seen them play. You know, you know the the big big the big conversation for for the US USA fans was like, oh, you know, when we played them for warm ups. I guess that's looking better now, right? Getting beat by Japan. And it's and, just technically and Saudi Arabia, which just beat yeah. Argentina. So Yeah, exactly. So like so like I, I think the technicality and the and the technical ability, their skill, um, their just vision, it's all so great. Like 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 I would love to coach a team like that. Like I would love to have teams that it would be like that. Um they press, they're physical. But they're also very smart what they do with the ball, and I think those are the teams that will frustrate the crap out of, out of, out of bigger teams because they will, not just they will try not to outpossess you, but they will try to just pressure you into situations that you make a mistake, and I think those are the things that, that overall will, will really come into decision. And I think for me, this was, this was probably my favorite match of this first group of, of games that we went. I I enjoy the 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 heck out of this game but i also think this the the japanese head coach really to me gets to be the so far the mvp for for coach because the changes that he was able to make at half and to be able to make those changes to not just let's play for a tie but actually make changes that really change the dynamic of your team was superb I'll say they they brought in Takuma Takumi Minamino and Japan scored two goals. So I'm just you know yeah. not saying, just saying. Uh, let's talk uh, quickly about those goals. The 74th minute goal um, from Duan. Well, start start with Germany yeah. first because oh, sorry, they, okay, they go, actually, yeah, go ahead, Derek. Well, I'll just say they get it moving, and then eventually in the like the 30th, I put it in there. They get a PK. Um, gun gun to gun gets the actual shot once it's uh set up so there so and then there's actually right before halftime uh in stoppage there's a var call um how did it look i, I think it did look like a goal but it's an offside call uh through var so, so it could have been a two nil and halftime but it ends up being one one nil halftime go ahead japan also had a goal called offside that would have tied it up i want to say towards the end of the first half maybe that's maybe i wrote it wrong and and, and... I do not know the name of the Japanese player, but what Rodrigo said about technical ability, that the guy that was on the right wing, he bent the ball so perfectly that the guy that ran offside didn't even have to run offside. The ball would have curled around the defender that was marking him. If he would have just stayed onside, that ball would have got, got to him. Yeah. 
with without him having to try to push that back line forward because no, this, this was germany the, the I end on that ball was so amazing Su- such yeah, great yeah. curve that was I've such a great curve and to be very very tactical and uh just knowing when to press knowing what their strengths are trying to play to their strengths and then pouncing when they need to but rodrigo really like their technical ability is nothing to uh I don't know what what the what the phrase is, but like their technical ability is, is really good. Yeah, I'll let you guys take it. I mean, sec- second half, it it was it was Japan like straight up. I mean, they just I got save save newer save and they're chipping away. Well, the Japanese goalkeeper also had like a a series of saves back to back that were just like you know amazing as well too. I think all of them just came out to play, and the intensity of this game just picked up the second half. But it, it got even it, it when you thought Germany was going to start having more possession and start pushing the ball more. I think the substitutions that came in for that second half, like I said before, was just right on. And you know your team, you know your dynamics. Like like MJ said, you know what the strengths are to you. And if your technical ability is is there, then you know all you have to do is play through play to what you know. And I think that was one of the things. And that second goal, my by God, that second goal was amazing. Uh, that yeah. short window span to be able to place it upper 90. It's like you you don't really like you have a, a, a blink of an eye decision making to be able to let that ball go. And it was beauty. And I loved watching literally what felt like the whole bench just get up and just celebrate with them. And I think awesome. that was one of the things that. You know, I was watching with G and I was watching with Santi and I was watching with all the kids. It's like, that's one of the things that makes you excited. You were watching with us. Watching. Our, our chat was like on fire during this. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, that's it was. we were watching it. But that's the thing. It's like yeah. watching games like that and watching um, just not only my kids, but just young people get really in love with the idea of this, how this game can, can be wonderful in certain areas and make us forget about all the craziest things that are happening in this world and just give us joy from 90 minutes plus um, is, is, is awesome. Yeah. I'll just say that uh, I was watching at the black art uh, with a uh, friend, Andre, who's Japanese. And uh, he, the first goal, which was scored by uh, Don uh, was a, a, a shot that newer gets a good, gets a good hand on, um, you know, unfortunately he's not able to crowd it and it saves and just goes right to Don who just is able to one time it to make it one, one um, Andre, running around the bar like a crazy person um, <laughs> high-fiving as many people as possible um it was fantastic and we and should then, ask west to get us the video of that we should yeah and then uh, we'll throw that up on the on the minnesota football instagram feed and then the 82nd <laughs> minute goal again to rodrigo's point like the i i think the german i mean i don't think there's much the german defender or Neuer nope. could do on that one like Neuer makes the save on that one probably you know 95 percent of the time but it's just all you need is that one, man. And if you're doing the things, and Japan really grew into this game, especially in the second half, they were dominating and um, just an absolute rocket of a shot. And, you know, he plays the ball so perfectly, uh, allowing himself to run onto it. Uh, you know, the defender either, you know, he either, he, he, I don't think there's much the defender could do either. Because if he tries to lunge in there, uh, he's going down and it's probably going to be a penalty. Um, defender played it, I think, as well as he possibly could. It's just, it was just an amazing, amazing shot. Uh, MJ. So I was sitting next to a listener of both of our pods, uh, Christian, not half clouds, Christian, Christian, who relayed to me that his wife is Japanese. So he was cheering for Japan. So you had me cheering for Japan, Christian and Andre, we were all cheering for Japan. There were those in the Daimonshaft 
uh, kits and those cheering for Germany at Blackheart, but every neutral was cheering for Japan. <laughs> and it was just uh, so much fun. And then I do not remember his name, but someone at Blackheart pointed out there are a large number of the Japanese uh, national team that play in Germany. In fact, eight, I just looked it up, eight Japanese players play in Germany, including both that scored goals play on Bundesliga team. So well, there, you, there you go. Something to be said for knowing your, knowing your opponents, maybe, right? Awesome. What a game. So, what a game. Cool. So J- Japan takes that one. Uh, then let's, we'll go to the second game in this particular group. Um, Spain seven, Costa Rica zero. My God, what a blood this bath. was a this was an ass kicking. Um, again, this, this was the, the most game fun game to watch, though. Seriously, <laughs> they're um, a Minnesota United all, fan. Yeah. yeah, it's all Calvo retribution. I mean, this large. Is... Yeah, <laughs> so a couple couple stats. Um, largest uh, victory in World Cup uh, tied. The, I think or the largest victory in World Cup. Um, this Costa Rica is the only like the second. It's the second time a team has not had any shots in a game. Um, do you, either of you, any of you guys know who the other team who did that um, was back? I think it was like 1990. Uh, was it, it the was U.S.? 99. No, it wasn't the U.S. Was it Russia? Nope. It's a trick question. It was also Costa Rica. Uh, <laughs> Costa Rica is the only team that has uh, went to a World Cup game and not had a shot on goal. And they've done it twice. So uh, Kaylor Navas looked like he had aged about 30 years in goal in that game. <laughs> He was well, at least trying awesome. though. <laughs> Sometimes Taylor Navas and 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 Francisco Calvo, both with the the frosted bleached hairdos. Yeah, and yeah, they, they looked old. And uh, yeah, was it? Taylor Navas Sorry, did not get a lot of help from Calvo yeah. or anybody else in this game. Yeah, a couple and, times. And, and I think we we talked about this, and I talked about this when we were doing the previews for the group, and I was talking about Costa Rica. This is the weakest. Costa Rica game, one of the weakest teams in 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 the World Cup, uh, and a lot of people were always arguing with me. It's like, but they did so well, they qualified. I was like, yeah, but they're playing freaking Comebol. I mean, they don't play in Comebol; they're playing Concacaf, so that the competition yeah. is differently. And I think one of the things that that was ex- extremely obvious is that um, we didn't see like the other teams we saw that wanted to take it to the Giants. There was no pressing. There was no no urgency there was no energy they 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 gave all the space all the time and when you do that with a team like spain or germany or argentina or any other, if you give them all the space in the world without challenging them they will tear you apart and i think um especially when we have point, an 18 year old running at like a 50 year old yeah, yeah i mean like gabi i mean gabi did what pele did, yeah. did you know he scored third, he scored goal on his debut in a World third Cup. youngest goal scorer ever, yeah, third youngest goal scorer ever. Um, it was it, it, the, the lineup was interesting to me. I, I don't claim to be a Costa Rican expert, but I mean, we we watch enough of them in Concacaf, and I think we have a pretty good idea about this team. The team that finished um, the qualifying so strong that they almost pipped the U.S. for the third spot was a team that was playing with a bunch of young kids, and they roll out the the fucking old guys again. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, again, it's like it's I don't know what. Francisco Cavo has on the, the managers that he has that he's like got enamored with him, but for some, he must have some, the dude has got, must be really good with a camera with a really good, with a long range lens. Um, he's getting all these, you know, um, bourgeois shots of, of managers and their, and their mistresses or, I don't know what it is or vice versa. Maybe it's a, it's a, um, uh, 
you know, a, a, they like to watch kind of situation, kind of like the uh, the the uh, the religious people that are just got busted in that shit. I don't know. Couple's got something. Anyways, any any other thing? From- one more layer deep. Uh, you have to go go MJ on on this, David. He I, no, I do not. Long range camera, but it's not of the managers. It's of other high influential people, and then he blackmails them into giving him money, and then he uses the money to pay the managers in money and drugs. So you just have okay. to take it one more layer deep. Wheels, and hair dye. wheels, wheels within Lots wheels. Of hair dye. Wait, what yeah. episode of Narcos was this? I swear, because this is an episode of Narcos. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, so so Costa Rica is bad. I I think Spain's good. Really, I don't think Spain really is as bad. good as seven to nothing over Costa Rica. No, um, they are they are still a relatively young team. But here's, man, here's my question. Let me let me throw this one out. Who's worse, Costa Rica or Qatar? Oh God, uh, I mean, got to think, right? I think it's got to be well. As as of right now, it's definitely Qatar just because their yeah, their goalkeeper Qatar. is their goalkeeper was bad, um, and then he uh, then he got a concussion, so uh, doubly doubly bad. At least at least Costa Rica, Taylor Navas can steal you a game. I don't think he will in this tournament. I think it, his time is finally like the, the clock finally struck midnight on that dude. Apparently, because um, he doesn't play for PSG, he only shows up for like important qualifiers for Costa Rica. So. Um, yeah. So yeah, but I, Costa Rica, Costa Rica, I could easily see them. I mean, it's going to be really relatively easy to qualify for the next next World Cup. Obviously, with expanding to forty eight teams, it wouldn't surprise me if Costa Rica doesn't qualify for the tournament uh, in twenty twenty six, especially if they don't find someone who plays Taylor Navis. So I think I think the difference, and you hit it on the head, is like they don't invest the feder the federation does not invest in producing their youth talent. And investing in them by investing mean taking them to a World Cup, taking them to the world stage to be able to learn or 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 fall in place, but learn in a sense, right? You take a team that has a Joe Campbell that played what two, three World Cups, and mm-hmm. if they were playing with a Joe Campbell that was from two, two or three World Cups, then yeah, sure. But is that the same thing? I mean, Bennett was the only one that actually was running, but yeah. that was literally the only player. And I think that's the thing is like you can't. You can't invest in what's gotten you there. You have to be able to uh, pick new players and give them the opportunities to do so and develop them. And that's what Spain has done. I mean, like they had two 18-year-olds feels like a run new squad that's able to do certain things and still have some of the old guys play, right? Yeah. I mean, a great example, and this is a great segue, is to the, the Canada. Um, Belgium beat Canada. Um, that clearly was not a, I, I don't think a, a deserved result for Canada. Canada look absolutely like they deserve to be at the world cup. And they, they played they were the better team. They were the really team. damn well. I, unfortunately I was in meetings for most of this game. So I was only like, I was watching, I didn't have any audio or whatever. So I was just kind of going in and out. Um, who wants to, who wants to sort of break this one down a little bit? Um, Cause this was a, looked like a really fun game to watch. It was a track meet as you would expect. It was just yeah. up and down, up and down. Um, Belgium defense was absolutely shell shocked over like the first 10 minutes. Like they were not prepared for everything that we know is that, re- that, that represents this Canadian team. They, they were not ready for Davies. They were not ready for uh, Laren. They're just ready for any of these. Actually, Laren wasn't in yet, but whoever was up top, they, they were getting smoked. Well, and, I, go ahead. Track me favors Canada. It does. It does. But I was going to say too, though, Although their defense was having some trouble, we all know how quick Belgium can be on the counter with their midfield and their strikers as well. So they were taking it down to the other end. So like literally it was just like ping pong back and forth, back and forth for a lot of the match. It was, it was fun. Um, 
what I was going to add in here. Courtois was all over the place too. I mean, I sometimes I forget, I forget how good that guy is and just how goddamn tall and like Gumby he is when he stretches out like from end to end, basically covering up the entire goal. It's it's incredible. Buddy, you don't he, need to tell me about Thibaut Courtois. That dude stole a um a fucking Champions League from us last year. So um, I mean, he's he's good at what on he his does. day That's what on say. his day on his day he could be. I mean, he's he's an argument for being one of the best keepers in the world, you know, on his day. Exactly. I think more often than not, he's, he's, you know, he's not that, but when he steps up, he can be um, a total game changer and steal a game. Like I think Belgium did here against Canada. So, yeah, I mean, he, he had some amazing saves. It, it wasn't like some of these other matches where, you know, they were, they were getting some penetration and getting in and having those shots like Canada was taking it to him and they were shooting and shooting. And it's just Courtois, man. He's just that good. He just gets, them. yeah. Um, man, I, I just love the, it's so funny to think of Canada and aggression in the same sentence in the same universe, but they are so aggressive and they're so there, there, there's just no intimidation in this team. Like they're just out there to do a job and just like go at you. And it's, it's really fun to watch. Um, and, and, uh, and that's kind of what they did and, and just kind of a, uh, messy little turnover situation in the 43rd minute with, uh, how do you pronounce his name? Batashui? I'm not even sure I say his name. Uh, I think it's like Bashuai. They call him Bats, right? Yeah. He's like the nickname. <laughs> Bashuai. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. He scores he, the goal. He started up, up top for um, uh, Lukaku, who is out, I believe, injured for this game. Yeah. They had so, they had some camera shots of him in the st- in yeah. the uh, stadium looking frustrated. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Nice ball. Uh, nice crossover one bounce and, and he just buried that thing. Um, and that, and that, that was essentially it. Oh, Laren comes in later in the second half. I put in here more track meet, more track meet up and down. Um, yeah. Oh, when it, it, it's also cool too. Like we, we saw them do this in Punkakov qualifying with how flexible they are in their positional rotation. So when Laren comes in, Davies moved up to midfield. Um, I know Buchanan eventually got pulled up to a wing role as well. So they, they were constantly shifting and moving and trying to like put those speed demons up even closer instead of running from the, uh, from the uh, fullback position. So that was really cool to just watch. And, 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 and then to watch like uh, specifically uh, De Bruyne in real time being like, okay, crap, what's happening. Something changed here because I didn't have him before. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, it felt uh, bad for Alfonso Davies, uh, who who took that penalty that was saved by Courtois and missed. And that's just a that's oh, really I tough to mention that. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Um, yeah, that was yeah, that was early. That was like yeah. the ninth minute. Yeah, there was a handball in the box um, and Davies stepped up to take it and, and did not have a good penalty. But Courtois just did what Courtois does and, and you know, dove and saved it, um, kept Belgium in the game. I think if if Canada scores that this might be. I mean, I think Canada easily wins this game if, if Davies scores there. I think if they win it probably like three to one or something like that. Just well, even because... even a one-one draw would have been something, you know, because yeah. then, then you've clearly established like that these are the two teams. Now Canada's got to chase it. Yeah, I mean, they still have a good good shot. I mean, they have Morocco and Croatia in their groups uh, in their group. So I think they, you know, Canada. I think I think honestly, I think Canada still goes through in this group. I think they um, do even, too. If, if they play loss. like this, if they if they come out this aggressive against those other two teams, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna do it. Yeah. Go ahead, MJ. And just get some. Well, uh, wrap us up on this one. At, at half at halftime, ESPN tweeted out something about who who saw. This coming, uh, Canada outshoots Belgium like 12 to 3 or something like that. And Matt Doyle had the best 
quote tweet on it. He's like, people who actually watch soccer and don't just play FIFA. <laughs> that, that ESPN FC quote has been has since been deleted. So yeah, that's pretty that's, that's pretty good. Spot on because good even on though Doyle. The, the, the Belgium wins Belgium does win the game, like just the amount of attack that Canada was assuming this. If you watch CONCACAF, if you're not just a Euro snob, if you watch actual soccer, like you knew this was coming. Uh, cool. All right. Well, we're also brought to you the Squirrel Cup podcast brought to you by Pence Homes. Um, Nate Pence sold like sold me my home back in 2017. It's been a little actually five years, uh, like two weeks ago. Um, so over here in the midway. Um, so I had a really great opportunity working with him. And so, uh, definitely, um, you know, take advantage of, of Nate Pence and his team. Um, Pence Homes at Keller Willems Classic Realty Northwest. They uh free jazz in it here. Uh one of the fun things is uh Nate, um, you know, in addition to being a you know an awesome realtor, really takes care of his uh of his folks. Uh all right, now I'm just getting distracted. Uh pies. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to get to pies. Uh Nate brought pies for uh for people, um, people who's uh he sold homes for and two. So if you want to get on that sweet pie action, um, if you want to get in on uh you know. Nate Pence, uh, pencehomes.com. Uh, you can give him a call at 612-308-1122. Again, if you have any home-related questions about equity, home projects, projects, um, when you should refinance or when's the right time to sell or buy with these crazy interest rates, uh, reach out to those those folks. And uh, Nate Pence is actually sponsoring uh, one of the prize packs at the Blackheart for uh, the Passport. So um, uh, tickets to a bunch of local uh, teams, including, I believe, the Minnesota Lynx, Minnesota Aurora, the the United, um, and the Timberwolves, I believe. So thanks to Pence Homes and Nate Pence for sponsoring this World Cup content. All right, let's jump in to today. Uh, we just Thursday. lost our sponsorship. Thanks, guys. We just did, yes. Um, I'll have to make sure I get that check from him before I post this. Yeah, so. totally. Yeah. <laughs> get that. Get I promise, that I promise we'll get back, we'll get back to uh to uh beatboxing these uh these spots, Nate. So um right, please write us that check. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> this morning, Switzerland uh won Cameroon zero. Um, I was up to watch this game. Um My it goodness. was it was a it was like a generally like I said a, a damp squib of a game here in the notes. Uh, Forty eight. There's n- not much in the first half. There was a couple of, of chances, but again, nothing super substantial. Uh, the forty eighth minute, uh, the Swiss get their goal. The power cube makes a run to the end line with a, a ridiculous cross. Um, cuts back across the box to Imbolo, um, who hit just you know caps at home basically, no doubter. Um, that was uh. And that was the goal that changed that, you know, won the game. Uh, yeah. And uh, not much else to say about that. Anybody you guys have anything else to add on Switzerland, Cameroon? Um, so if Mbolo. you were born in Cameroon and you score against Cameroon, does the goal count for Cameroon? Well, you <laughs> notice he, he did not celebrate. Like that was his thing. It's just like, I'm not going to do yeah, this. I'm do gonna, this yeah, I saw that. Piece. I totally saw that. But I'm just saying well, it's like, <laughs> it's like one of those rhetorical philosophical questions like if yeah. you if a tree falls in the forest does anyone does it make noise you know right well he yeah he didn't he didn't celebrate uh shakiri who had the cross he went and celebrated in the corner i didn't see i didn't see if he did the double eagle uh the double eagle it's, it's coming <laughs> yeah i'm sure it's i'm coming sure it against will. serbia <laughs> i'm sure it will 
Um, so that was the uh, first game. Uh, our third 0-0 draw, um, the second game of today, uh, Uruguay 0, South Korea 0. Uh, Human Song got to start wearing the mask. Um, I Again, I, I only saw the first half of this game, and it, there was a couple of opportunities for Uruguay. I think they hit the post a couple times. And then I didn't watch the second half of this game. So, um, MJ, you I didn't know you missed much. You even yeah. slept through this game. So, and MJ's our, our resident uh, Korean here. So, listen, uh, I was extremely stressed out about this game. And because everyone was hyping up Uruguay, and I was glad to have slept through it just because I really needed sleep. Uh, I've been watching a lot of World Cup. I normally am going to bed more at 4 a.m. than waking up at 4 a.m. And uh, so this has done a number on my sleep schedule, and it was just one of those uh, decisions I had to make uh, to to miss this game. But I did watch the highlights. Um, I was relatively pleased. Um, I mean, I don't like seeing Wong, Huang, and Son each miss sitters that were kind of there for the taking. Um, I really want to see that kind of, AFC power, the, the Japan upsetting, you know, power, but with Korea, that's what I wanted to see. It was, it was not there. I thought they still looked good though. I mean, I, I think they were probably the better team. Um, the uh, Uruguay midfield was kind of messy, not even kind of messy. They were just messy. Not with the I with a Y. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think uh, it's just players are being played out of position. Like, you know, Nunez was was not being played where he should be playing more in the middle on the wing. And I think because he was one of the most dangerous players, Luis Suarez wasn't getting the service, but Luis Suarez also wasn't wasn't making wasn't the runs. Doing what he was supposed to do it. Yes. And and you know, and then and then Cavani came in for Suarez and there was a little spark, but there wasn't yep. really, you know, I mean the, the thing that we've been talking about is mostly is if you're a team that's technically has tank this decent technical ability and you press the other team, you're going to be able to take them away from playing down the middle. And it's exactly what these teams like Uruguay, Argentina, uh, love to do is to be able to have combination play in the middle to be able to break the lines. Um, I just don't understand what you don't play, you know, you don't play um Cavani and Luis Suarez at the same time, just because they have such great chemistry and knowing where they are and they're willing to play for each other. Like if that doesn't work for you, then you bring in the young guys, right? You bring the switch plays, but bring an old guy for an old guy just doesn't really change the dynamic in your, in your team. So I think that was one thing that was lacking uh, in the aspect of it. Some of the, the, the changes that were made by Uruguay weren't to, let's say, get them to win, but mostly just, get them to get a point. And I think that was one of the things that needs to change in a sense, if they want to be able to get further on. I mean, like even Diego Forlan in the Telemundo broadcast was just going off on them. Like, you know, it's like, what, what he is did, great. I love his commentary. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry I mean, to interrupt. He's really, no, good, no, I, I, I mean, I'm a big Forlan fan, you know, yeah. not the greatest human being, but, but great, <laughs> but, but great, uh, but great soccer play, Uruguayan lane. So it's like, yeah, it's like when you when you have a legend going after you just like that, how your lack of urgency and your lack of everything else and how people have played. Yeah, you should have won that game. But hats up to South Korea because they played it played a really good decent game. So yeah, you have to tell me offline what else what what he did in his personal life. I can't remember now. I know they're all terrible, but I, I whatever he does for commentating, I, I appreciate a lot of his takes. Though he's he's a pretty decent commentator. But anyway, we can move on to the next one. Yeah, I, I was all so, over the place in this, so I, I actually missed a few of these, so I'll throw it to you guys. <laughs> right on. So, the uh, so yeah, the next game in this group, Portugal-Ghana uh, takes place. 
Um, and again, I missed the first half of this game because I was, you know, doing family stuff this morning and it was zero, zero at halftime. And so that was, we've already had, so we had three zero, zero games in this tournament already, which is one more than we had the entirety of the 2018 tournament. Um, and it looked like this one was going to be another, you know, zero, zero, uh, boring game, but this possibly turned into one of the, one of the games of the, of the, of the match day one here. Um, and I missed this actual penalty. So, um, MJ, I don't know if you saw this, uh, live, um, but this is the, uh, this is the American referee was in the center circle for this one calls a, a very, I saw the replay, a very soft, um, Ronaldo, very soft. Yeah. the Ghana, the Ghanaian player gets the ball and then Ronaldo takes a dive, um, spots straight to the, the, the penalty spot. Yeah. Ronaldo scores it becoming the first man to score in five world cups. Um, which is, you know, I guess good for him. The dude is, you know, say, everybody being. say Marta, Marta, yeah. Marta, yep. Marta. Yep. I, lo- I love it. Social person, media right? was a video like everybody. Marta yep. has something to say. <laughs> I, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad the places I saw it were they, they did say man. They didn't say the first person to score was so I'm like, I'm glad they're actually recognizing that. Yes, there's there's another person who scored in five World Cups. So. Um, so, yeah, so he's the first man to do it. Uh, you know, a soft penalty. And it looks like, OK, this is going to be. Portugal is going to eat this one out. This is what they like to do. Um, they score a goal and then they just sort of like sit back in defense. Um, Ghana had some other thoughts on, on what was going to happen. Um, Cause about eight minutes later uh, on a cross, a low cross, um, uh buries it to make it one, one. And then the game gets fucking weird after that. <laughs> uh, Joao Felice has a, a, a through ball. I think Ghana basically stopped playing defense at this point. They're like, well, fuck it. We're going to go for it. And uh, cause there's yeah, exactly. the, the two goals. That's what it was. The two goals for Portugal were, were just like passes that just like just they threaded them. But again, it was like yeah. hardly anybody back for Ghana. Um, so I, 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 I it, didn't see the go ahead. Oh, I, no, 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 I, I, yeah. I didn't see the Leon one live, but I watched the replay. And I mean, yeah, there, there was like no pressure. He just like ran up to the goal. It was like, oh, I, I guess I'm going to put it in. <laughs> yeah, I think one of the exactly. things that we need to point out is Ghana in World Cups never plays a boring game. And no. uh, Jeffrey Besoy on Twitter um, reminded all of us uh, that that's something that we need to keep back. And it's true. I mean, Ghana just keeps on pushing and pushing. And I think, you know, when it was around the 80th, when there was a 3-1 league, that's when Portugal decides to sub all their great players, right? Yep. And what happens uh, in the 88th, you know, Bukhari, perfect crossover, boom, score. Right, and that was a great goal. I did see that. And the celebration. This has to be the best celebration so yes. far in this tournament. He trolls Ronaldo as he's sitting down and t- takes his celebration. And I was just like, "Oh my god!" We we were all watching it here, and G hates Portugal <laughs> as much as I hate Spain, right? And so like, she was just cussing up a storm and just like, "Take that, you blah blah blah." It was just, and then Santi. You know, at that point, he was watching World Cup for about two or three days straight. He's like, every time a Portuguese player went down, he's like, get up, you whining baby. You know, he was just like going <laughs> off and it was just it's just great. It was great to be in the That's atmosphere. Awesome. There was people yelling upstairs. There's people yelling downstairs. It's like literally like like I wish I would have called my mom and been like, listen, this is what we've done with these kids. We, <laughs> we were able to make sure that at least the legacy of passion of football goes on for a while. But no, that was that was literally probably the most fun game so far this yeah. first round of group well and they almost had a chance I, I was in it at this oh. point 
yeah. uh, in the 99th in stoppage time, uh, there was just chaos in the box and open goal. And I can't remember which defender like slides in there to basically save the day because the keeper wasn't anywhere to be even close. Well, I but, mean, we've man. seen these these type of plays in like FIFA games where like you just hide behind the yeah. keeper and the keeper puts it down and you steal it. Yep. Like this happens like, you know, this happens to the NASL loons, right? I mean, it doesn't, you know, <laughs> it doesn't it usually doesn't happen in the World Cup stage. And the fact that it, it sort of happened and then they slipped really comes into question because there's been a lot of slippage in this in this so far in these games the first group um what is going on with uh what kind of uh grass they're using or just yeah how wet is it getting there or is it condensation from the air conditioning i don't know but it, i've seen a lot <laughs> of people slipping and sliding so that's true that's a, that's a good point i mean the, you, there's some you slip guys slipping all over with the u.s game and yeah this that that uh is, is it grass or is it like a bunch of uh sewn together $100 bills. <laughs> Good question. Uh so yeah, so that game ends 3-2. Um again, I think, you know, I think all four of these teams are this this is like, you know, this is a really interesting fun group. I think all four of these teams could go through um for sure. So it's uh, hard then to predict, yeah. The last the last match of the um of the day, uh Brazil Serbia. Uh, I'll let Eric, uh, more or less, take this one. I just want to point out again that that um, Allison must uh, porn stash oh was just absolutely pure I, sex, man. Pure, yes, pure sex. Well, so <laughs> I had to do a couple of double takes to make sure I knew who that was. <laughs> he looks so different. <laughs> he's he's pulled it out before at Liverpool. Um, yeah. Not as it was never been as full as it was today. It was it was luscious, luscious yes. today. That's the way I'll, I. I wonder so, what poor music was playing behind him when his warm ups. <laughs> Yeah, just lots, lots of bass. <laughs> Playing guitar. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, Eric. Tell us, tell, give... tell us what happened this game. I mean, full credit to Serbia. Honestly, like Serbia played really well. They were not intimidated in this first half. The defense was tight. They were organized. They weren't giving them a lot of space. They, they were still, you know, they had they had some moments. Um, let's see. <laughs> I, I always I'm a fan of like the collisions and things I'm putting Casimiro like in the 14 minute like he goes up for a header and just completely levels this guy into the net I don't know if you saw that I was surprised he did not get carded for that but he didn't um once again I, I'm, a, I'm a big Casimiro fan if you can't tell um he, he got had a really good shot he's still got it he's kind of like you know he's not the Roberto Carlos because he's a d-mid and he's very much like looking to uh control the pace, uh, steal the ball and then get things moving again. But man, when he wants to shoot from distance, he's still got it. He's got like a close, similar Roberto Carlos cannon. Like he can just launch that thing. So he hits the post uh, in like the 20 something minute or he hits the post later, but anyway, let's just keep moving. Um, man, you know, you're still going to see some Jogo Bonitos. So there's some slick back heels and some really nice overlaps and everybody's switching positions um and they're and they're getting in there but there again i gotta go back to giving serbia credit because they were they were playing uh aggressive and they were playing rough and they were they got a few cards but they also got out of this thing nil nil at halftime so you know they were giving them some trouble uh and even actually get they got an attack off too i put in here in the 41st minute uh mitrovic he's at uh he's somewhere in england right you guys remember uh fulham i mentioned this thank you yeah so he's He's in the Premier League. Uh, great ball in. 
And uh, I think, oh yeah, Chago Silva got injured going down, but I mean, they didn't have a lot of offense, but at least they got some offense in there. Um, so kind of a, a, a frustrating first half in terms of uh, Brazil and kind of what they wanted to do. Um, but, you know, you put in here, it was pretty even. And I think that's fair in a lot of respects, Dave. Yeah, I figure. Um, I, I mean, it, Go ahead. It, like, no, that, so the game, it definitely looked very even, but you could definitely tell that, you know, um, Serbia had pretty much one gear and you could definitely tell that Brazil had not quite, you know, had not quite t- taken it up a, not, uh, a level yet. So, and you figured that you figured Brazil was going to figure that shit out. And eventually that they, they did in the second half. They sure did. Yeah. We can get in there. Um, and, and this is also where if you're going to be constantly tackling and constantly going for those hard challenges, uh, I, I don't remember who this ref or where this ref was from or who, what his history is, but the cards started coming for Serbia in the second half. Cause obviously he let a lot go in that first. Um, but then we can get to, Oh man, I don't know if you guys remember this moment in the 50th I put in here. Um, they go up for a corner and Thiago Silva whiffs the ball and basically heads the Serbian guy right in the throat. Did you see this thing? Yeah, I did. It, it yeah. was nasty. It was. <laughs> it was ugly. Yeah. I mean, it looked like it hurt. Like he was down and I was like, mm, no, no, thank you. No, thank I mean, you. And, and I mean, like, Karatsa Serbia because they, they took out Neymar and they took him out of you know out of out of flow. They were just hacking him. And I think there was a yep. picture after the game when they shot a picture of his ankle. Dude, yeah, they looked like softball that. sizes. Yeah, I was like, wow. I was like, gross. but that's that's good for Brazil though, because that means that they don't need Neymar to be able to do what yeah. they need to do. Said, well, there, could there's have, some could have, could Yeah. Couldn't have happened to a nicer sure. dude, uh Neymar. Yeah, that, that's what that was I was gonna get to. There's some that would argue that probably better without him um to that point uh let's see what do we got here i don't know let's just get to the, the fun yeah stuff. let's talk let's, let's um, talk for charleston man turns it on um what i got here let's so 62nd minute there's just kind of mass chaos in the goal uh it's a rebound Vinicius, well it starts off from the right but eventually Vinny gets it um Vinny takes a shot from the left uh, the uh, I, I can't think of what the name of the keeper right now for Serbia, Baldi Birdo, um, for Verdine out there. But good, good stop. I mean, he blocks the shot, but it lands right there for Richarlison to rebound and puts Brazil up one nil. Good heads up play. Yeah, there was just balls are just pinging all over the place at that at that point. Yeah, because so. it started from the other direction, but eventually it gets to the to the left. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I put in. I put in the notes, um, Richarlison is poaching the goals that belong uh, to Bobby Firmino. So I saw that. Um, I like that. Not, not, not at this tournament, unfortunately. But um, <laughs> who knew all Richarlison needed to do was leave Everton and play with a bunch of really good players. Um, yeah. So to... <laughs> that's, that, that's, my, that's, my, that's my MJ <laughs> shot. So, uh, yeah. who, who knew Jeez, that, that Richarlison, all he needed to do was play up top. <laughs> rather than stay at the wing you know not not any everton manager apparently so we played him up top he scored goals up there for us so screw you uh, uh let's go to the the goal of goals 73rd oh minute. my god i mean i i it was cool because i actually kind of saw this happening in slow motion when uh, vinicius uh once again with the assist and when he turned and he, he makes this cross 
I could see like Richarlison was, he wasn't fully to the back. Like he kind of had his shoulder turn and I saw that ball get released. And I'm just like, he, he can't head this thing. It's not going <laughs> in the right direction for his head. And then to just see him drop that shoulder and go for the scissor or the side bike or whatever we want to call it and, and connect the way he did. I mean, it's that, that was what can you say? It's the Picasso, it's the uh Monet. He set himself I mean, up, Eric. This isn't volleyball where you can't set and spike in the same person. Like he, yeah. he did the set and he did the spike. Oh, oh that's right. Yeah, he did he, he did he did legal two touches he, and in. He yeah. did volley it. I forgot about that. He did volley the thing. That's right. Well, the whole the other, I mean, the other crazy thing about this goal is that the ball that Vinny hit from him was was also. I believe like a one-timer in the air too. Like, uh, like Vinny didn't take that one down. He, you know, right. he hit that in the he air to Richarlison one time. Yep. Who, yeah. And if you Follies watch the replay, it. you, you can see, you can see Richarlison kind of like move and then like realize, Oh, okay. The ball's coming this way. And kind of like to your point, yes. sort of rotate himself. Yep. Yeah. And then he knew, he, knew he couldn't head it the, the yeah. way, the way he trapped it. He's like, well, my head's not yeah. going to get there. I'll just turn my body. Yeah. Pop, <laughs> yeah. He, you know, more or less catches it, pops it back up to himself, and then does the, yeah, the side, the scissor, back, you know, bike, whatever, you know, how, yeah, how, again, however we want to describe it. Again, it'll, it'll I be think, a gif. I mean, yes. I'm sure everybody's seen it at this point, but if you haven't, listeners, make sure yeah, you go that, watch that. That is goal. such a pretty goal. Like, that's it's a hell of a goal. It's, I think it's, I mean, I think it's got to be the front runner for a goal of the tournament right now. I mean, they're, yeah, well, there was certainly a goal of, goal we'll, of the we'll round. We'll get to that. We'll get to <laughs> that. We'll get to that in a second, but it's, it's, it's definitely up there. Um, yeah. Any, anything else on Brazil? Um, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad some of the other guys got, got some time as well. Uh, shortly after he scored that, that, uh, gorgeous, uh, piece of art, he, uh, he actually went off with Vinny and a bunch of other ones. So Gabriel Jesus, Rodrigo, Fred, Anthony, like a bunch of the other guys got in. So it's cool that Chute is, is even the guys that, you know, a guy that's going to get a brace or a guy that's going to do a lot of work still might get rotated in and out. So, uh, it's, it, you know, we talked about this in our preview depth, right? So they're going to keep moving people. Casimiro does hit the post, um, later and that's all I got, you know, yeah. I put, I put in here. Yes. It, it wasn't like this dominating performance. It took them a full half to kind of rev up and, and figure out what they were going to do. Um, Serbia are a good team. Like there is still a path for Serbia to get out of this thing and maybe go to that, uh, that Serbia Switzerland match is going to be intense. Hmm. Yeah. Eric, was I'll, there any point when Serbia was possessing the ball in the attacking third or on, on their counter where you were just like, oh, this doesn't look good? Um, there were a couple, I don't know if it was a set piece or a corner, but there, well, I mean, that a corner or like a, a dead ball from like the somewhere in the, in the Brazil's end, there was a little troubling just because those guys had some height on some of the Brazilian players. And there, there was one moment where it was bouncing around and I think Alison actually whiffed it. Um, and they, uh, it, it just got out. It was one of those moments where it, it ended up going the right direction. But yeah, that, that, that one was a little tense. But, you know, made it out. Clean sheet. Take it. Okay. Well, let's, uh, let's talk the craziest match of the round. Um, we, I think we have three main contenders here. Uh, Japan, Germany, Saudi Arabia, Argentina, and Portugal, Ghana. Does anyone... Want to make an argument for one over over the other for craziest match? I, I think historically you have to say Saudi Arabia versus Argentina is the game that you know people will be talking about uh, for a long time. Even though Argentina is prone in World Cups to do something like that, <laughs> to um, do precisely this, yeah. 
yeah they, they it is the biggest you know it, it is the biggest upset so far i think i think japan germany comes in second and i think uh portugal ghana probably for me was the funnest match to watch it felt like we were watching a little bit of mls after uh, <laughs> after dark in a sense where like everything was just hitting right and and who knows maybe for you know maybe maybe early games need to be be referred to as mls after dark or <laughs> Or World <laughs> Cup after dark type of things when they get crazy like that. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Roger, the, the Japan one was. That. Yeah, I was like, Japan, I was that. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go, go ahead, Eric. No, go ahead. Japan was fun. I was gonna say it was re- re- because Rodrigo talked Japan up so much. Like, I I, I didn't have the impact that uh, that Saudi Arabia and Argentina did. So I kind of had a certain expectation that Japan could do it. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah. I was going to agree with the Saudi Arabia Argentina. I mean, I remember you you, you mentioned uh, at the bar MLS after dark. I was like, well, it's this is still at like five o'clock in the morning. So it was like still dark and hadn't, hadn't gotten light yet. So this MLS uh, still dark. Um, yeah. And MJ, you ended up going to class right after that. <laughs> yeah. MJ, do you have any other, any thoughts other than Saudi Arabia, Argentina? Do you want to make an argument for one of these? So the thing about, or another one, honestly, the thing about Saudi Arabia over Argentina, if you're strictly going by world cup rankings, that that's the shocker. But if you want to talk about game flow, you know, Saudi Arabia scored their goals, their two goals in the 48th and the 53rd minute. So that they were, they mounted their comeback early in the second half. Japan waited for those, they did three subs early in the second half. And then they did those final two subs late in the second half. And that was like a late game comeback. So for me, if you're going to talk about game flow and game states and looking at subs and how subs change tactics, that was the crazy game. And, and, yeah. and so, like, take away the pregame expectations, but just how the game felt, um, you know. And, again, I was at the Blackheart with, with Andre and with Christian uh, next to me, and so it, it felt crazier just because they were there too. So, yeah. Yeah, it was a fun game at the bar to watch. I'll say definitely yeah. the, the, Japan, the Japan manager gets all the credit for um, impacting yeah. a game the way that he did. So. Yeah. Someone, you know, Minnesota United, you know, MLS hire this guy and he'll just totally just, you know, this United should look into this guy. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) All right. Well, let's, uh, I think we know the answer to this one, but best goal so far of the, of the match day. Obviously I threw the Tim way. I went in just because it was, it was such a great clean finish. Um, That second Saudi Arabia goal um, creating the space that he did uh, was amazing. But I mean, can we give it to anybody but Richarlison? I think you wouldn't be doing it justice if you don't give Richarlison. It's, it's Richie. Yeah. yeah. Richie Rich. <laughs> yeah. He, that, he's such that a was... cool dude, too. I mean, for, for listeners, like, his politics are great. He, he's he's really kind of come into his own as a conscious human being and, and really done a lot of good things for different social causes. And I, I posted something on Instagram. Uh, it's in Portuguese, so you may not get the gist of it, but one of the, one of the really it doesn't seem like it or it didn't seem like that big of a, a deal but now the impact is kind of hitting with when um bozo nazi was putting out all this bullshit propaganda of anti-vaxxing and don't take the vaccine and it's fine like all um during the height of covid um he took it put himself he, he really stuck his neck out to be like everybody needs to get their vaccine like don't listen to this fucking idiot please take care yeah. of yourself which is kind of it's it, again it's baseline it's not something huge but it means a lot when it's coming from somebody that has that kind of reach and impact right i mean he's just being a human being with a big platform really? that's yeah, really exactly. that's what he is yep can't 
gotta give him kudos for that um yep. i had one question though for you guys um what is left on the francisco cabo bingo card that we need to <laughs> fill in order to just fill the whole card uh i mean manager for sure, of minnesota goal. united yes he, he does not have a red card yet that's true it does not <laughs> oh have you mean card. in this tournament i thought you meant in the lifespan yeah. no 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 in this tournament we've had a <laughs> foul we've had a yellow card he's let he's you know he's been associated with letting in, so helping let some goals in I mean, you definitely have the that he gets he gets turned over and just ends up on his ass while the other team scores. That happened in the in the game against yep. Spain. Oh, um, great! Skill. Yeah, I think Thank I think you, an own goal and a uh, and a red, red card right? are the two yeah. the two main ones. I think yes. Yep. And then and then honestly, I think you got to put on a, a header off of a corner because that dude will probably score a goal of his own. Right, um, so we got Costa three Rica, left. So score yeah. score and own goal in the same in the same match. Yes, we'll exactly. That works exactly. Uh, all right. And then um, before we talk about uh, sort of looking forward to next round, um, biggest upset, obviously Saudi Arabia um, is is the winner here. How about yep. in the non-Saudi Arabia division? Um, you know, who, which team do you think outperformed their, uh, where we thought they would be? It could be, I mean, it could be a team that outperformed and still lost um, or you know, a team that drew that, you know, you weren't really expecting to to get a draw is there anybody that stands out for you other i mean obviously again costa rica being the the correct and obvious answer here you're thinking are you saying positive or negative or either way uh i mean either way i i, I would say i was leaning positive but yeah i mean you could see um you could say I th- well you know, i think japan is the is the obvious one yeah. there but but i would add i, I think one of these teams whether it's going to be um I'll, th- I'll throw morocco out there uh, or maybe maybe south korea like I still think one of these teams are going to make things difficult. I think one of the African teams are going are going to be able to make a, a difference. I, oh, I forgot you Tunisia. Look at, yes, Tunisia too. Yeah. Thank you, Rodrigo. I was just going to say Tunisia. I, yeah, I think yeah. Tunisia, or I think because Cameroon was in the game for eighty minutes, uh, so that's another thing. And we know Ghana can do wonders if you give them a time and space. So. I think one of these will be will be upsetting in the second round, and it'll be fun to watch. I think we also forgot about Senegal too. I mean, we, I think we kind of everybody wrote them off without Mane. Yeah, but that's yeah. right. They looked they they looked up for it against Netherlands, and I they think did. they were they were hard done by. I think they they had they could have had a goal or, or in that game. So um, I guess it'd be interesting to see what they look like um, against uh, Qatar today when you're Ecuador. Yeah, Ecuador will be this. a good one. Yeah, Sen- Senegal plays Qatar, and then and another one's against Ecuador. So, yep. um, cool. Uh, any other, um, any other thoughts on this round? Um, any big things that we that we missed? I love uh, waking up at four a.m. and then sleeping for thirty minutes, and then catching the seven o'clock game, and then maybe <laughs> sleeping for forty-five minutes, and then catching the ten o'clock game, and then. You know, so on and so on. I'm glad that by 1 p.m. I can take like maybe a three hour nap <laughs> because I'm not working. I took the whole week off. I was like, yeah, I can sleep. I can take a nap. So that's great. Nice. But yeah. Next week sure. is going to be horrible. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, what is the match um, that you guys are most looking forward to in the next round? I think it's these Conca coffers, right? The England, U.S. and Mexico, Argentina. For me, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Croatia versus Canada mm-hmm. and uh, Spain versus Germany on, on November 27th. Uh, those two games. 
yeah, Spain, Germany will be a big one. Obviously, uh, Germany definitely needs to get a point there. Um, and Spain, you know, beat the shit out of Costa Rica. Rodrigo, do you have any other any other contenders there? I mean, I think for me, um, you know, I any game that I just want to see how many goals can be scored in Costa Rica this half <laughs> uh, and a half. So I think Japan, it would be Japan, Costa Rica would be a game that I'd like to see. Um, also Spain, Germany. I think that would be really interesting. I I want um, I want to see what happens between uh, Netherlands and Ecuador, to be honest, and then just really see. Yeah. And for just like a, you know, a United States centric view, I really want to see what Wales does uh, against against Iran, and then really see that there will be of goals that needs to needs to happen in order to be able to get second and pass on to the to the next round. Yeah, I uh, I made this joke in the in one of us one of the soccer slacks that I'm in, but um, Costa Rica is going to give up ten goals, and Kaylor Navas is still going to get the Golden Gloves uh, because you know they just they have no defense whatsoever. Um, Could have been eighty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you yeah you guys pretty much nailed all of them. I'll just throw out. I mean, I think France Denmark is going to be a, a especially since oh, Denmark I forgot about points. France Denmark. Yes, um, that'll you. be a tough one, a good that'll game. And then um, obviously you know Portugal Uruguay. Um, Obviously, I think will be. I, I, it's you know, I think we lucked out. Um, I think we don't have too many dud of matches in this tournament. You know, clearly, you know, um, Costa Rica is bad, and I think Qatar is bad. But really, I mean, pretty much every other team is is competent and can put together, if not a half, uh, a a good solid game plan. We saw if, if you know, example Japan and Saudi Arabia. If you have a good game plan and you stick to it. Um, you know, it can win you some games. So, uh, all right, cool. Well, we'll be back, um, on Monday after the second round of matches is all done. Um, if you want, definitely check out the black heart, um, you can get a, your passport, $15 gets, uh, gets you beer specials, liquor specials, and potentially winning some prizes. Um, that's where I'll be. I know MJ you'll be at, uh, the, uh, ninth street soccer for the match. I see soccer and coffee tomorrow, yep. uh, 1 p.m. today for uh, American Outlaws uh, West Side. So Blackheart is the American Outlaws East Side location. So yep. please, if you are in St. Paul, go there. But like if you're in Minneapolis, uh, come check us out at uh, 9th Street. They, yeah, have a, say- oh, they have a great food truck. They have really good, delicious pastries and uh, three beers on tap and uh, great coffee drinks. So, Yeah, I'll say MJ put a, a good piece out in uh, Soda Soccer about some of the other places to watch um, world cup too. If you're not, if you're not interested in the black heart or nice you, I'm guessing, you know, those will be pretty popular today and, and they will be for us, the U S game um, next week as well on Tuesday. So um, if you're want something a little more um, chill, that's a good place to, to go look at soda soccer.com. Yeah. I put out part one and part two. So check them out. There you go. Uh, cool. So thanks everybody um, for coming and listening to the podcast. Thank you to podium Wear for sponsoring the show. Uh, again, for custom team and club soccer uniforms and or apparel, contact Brian at 651-895-4559, or you can email him, Brian, Brian at podiumware.com. Also, big thanks to Pence Homes, um, pencehomes.com um, for sponsoring the World Cup content as well. You can reach out to Nate and his team at 612-308-1122 if you want to sell or buy and or buy a house. Um, reach out to, to Nate. He's a, a good soccer dude who is happy to help you with their house stuff. MJ, thank you so much. Eric, thank you for joining us. And Rodrigo, thank you as well. Um, thank you, Joe Runner David. 
<laughs> if you if you guys, I'll be up at four o'clock for all the games of the black card. So if you're listening to this podcast, you want to um, listen to it while you're talking to me. That's that's you know not weird at all. Um, come hang out at the black card. So uh, all right, thanks everybody. We will talk to you in uh, in about four days. Bye.